Tonight on the Midnight Train Podcast, we bring the dark to light on your favorite animal, the feline. No. And no. your favorite exercise. What are you talking Pilates. about? We're no. talking about feline Pilates. No. Tonight. No. We're get not. your cat. No. Get your exercise no. pants on. It's time to burn some calories. Do you calories. even read the notes? No. Today, Meow. we're talking about pirates. But not just any pirates, women pirates, the swashbuckling badass ladies of the seas. Female pirates? Female pirates. I thought it was feline Pilates. <sighs> Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the midnight train. <laughs> Passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Yeah, we make fun of and joke about creepy stuff while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. We are a comedy podcast, or so we think, and things can get pretty dark if you're not into that kind of stuff. Listen, no hard feelings. We get it. But, you know, if you'd like to hang out, see what happens, we'd definitely appreciate it. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me are always here with me, my co-hosts. Logan Sayer, <laughs> Jeff Butchko. <laughs> We're separated now. How do you feel about that? Uh, lonely. Yeah. I, I do miss you. Hey, guess wow. what yesterday was? Valentino's Day. That's right. Yeah. Which means nine months from now, November, there's going to be a lot of babies. Wait, 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 wait. Yesterday was Valentine's Day? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Logan. Yeah. Nine months from now, there's going to be a new baby. <laughs> Lots yeah. of babies. Yeah. How? Do, how, how? Well, you oh know boy. how. <laughs> uh, so listen, yeah. Happy uh, Valentine's Day to all you uh, people that celebrated it. And for all of you that are single and say, fuck that. Guess what? Fuck that. There's so many great posts with that. I, mean, yeah. I have a lot of single friends. Yeah, of course. On, you know, Instagram and whatnot. And uh, they post that, you know. It's okay to not have a gift on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's okay to feel like you're lonely. I'm like, oh my God, it's nothing. Yeah, listen. It's one day, yeah, right? Listen, it's great to have somebody. I'm married. I mean, we're all married here. And it's great to have somebody. But you single people don't have to buy anything. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Uh, you save money. Yeah, you save money and you don't have to like, you well, know. Most of them. Yeah, so money. whatever. Anyway, so listen, our Patreon bonus for this week uh, we'll be on the one and only Michael Jackson documentary, Leaving Neverland. Shut the front door. Yeah. I've watched it. Yeah, good, because I just watched it the other day. It was fucked up, isn't it? I have thoughts. I have many, Do many you? thoughts. I have many, many, many thoughts. Deep thoughts. He thinks Wade Robinson's a con artist. He, he, I can tell already. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. So sign up to our Patreon to hear our thoughts on the Leaving Neverland documentary. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. Okay. Now, listen, we're going to save the rest of the business stuff until the end. Uh oh, so let's just get into this thing. Let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first, fire starter. Here's a toast, all you beautiful motherfuckers. What the fuck? <laughs> What, what, what the fuck? This is a story all about how my life got 
turned upside down and I'm like I took a minute to sit right there and take a hand. Do you see they're doing an actual dramatic series on that? Because yeah, somebody needs money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, but before we get into this, all right, this this is going to be an amazing episode. I did a lot of research and found a lot of stuff that I didn't know about, especially about these badass lady pirates. It's so cool. Is but Elizabeth before, Swan in there? Because uh, no. she said hoist the colors. No. Hoist the colors! She became a pirate. <laughs> so, no, before we do that, though, we actually got a YouTube uh, comment today. <gasps> on Milo? Uh No. This is actually on our recent Skinwalkers episode. Oh, nice. And um, I, liked I, it, I would just, they? huh? They liked it, huh? Oh, well, you tell me. Oh, okay. And it says, Ugh. That's good. Please, for the love of God, stop giggling. Uh-oh. For fuck's sake, this is nearly impossible to listen. You guys got to stop trying to be funny because it just comes off quirky. No, I don't think I'm going to subscribe. Hmm. <laughs> well, well, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, first of all, um, Haunted House. That's oh yeah. That's that's their name. That's creative. Um, thanks for giving it a chance. Not yeah. sure why you uh <laughs> needed to get on there and say your piece or whatever, but listen, it's fine. We're not for everybody. We get it. No, you know what, guys? Constructive criticism. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep the giggling to a minimum today. For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh. there is no way I'm gonna keep the uh giggling to a minimum today, thanks to Jeff. So yeah. Wait, yeah. why is that? Because they call me the doctor. (laughs) So listen, there have been dramatic tales of women sailing the open oceans and seas throughout history. Most of these legends began from the golden age of piracy from right around 1650 to 1720. However, there are stories of female pirates dating back thousands of years. And I tried to put these in like some sort of a uh, chronological order. But I think some of them looped in and, and didn't. like an MCU timeline. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then also too, going through these, some of these have a ton of information where some of them have like nothing. And, and some of them, I don't even know if they're real. Oh, yeah. So according to history, women were not permitted to stay on ships once they had uh, set sail. So you weren't allowed to have chicks on there. It's bad luck. Right. I said chicks. I'm sorry if that offended anybody. Oh, we're already. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see the comments yeah, now. It's coming. Uh, don't call me a chick. Please. I bit. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Please right. don't try and be funny yeah. with I'm your just, sexist right. jokes. <laughs> so sailor superstitions thought uh, that women on merchant and military vessels were bad luck and could mean disaster at sea. Okay, so they couldn't have them out there. Aye. The presence of women was believed to anger the water gods, which might cause storms, violent waves, and weather. Others thought that women would just distract the male sailors at sea and fall victim to harassment and even violence, which to me, that seems more likely. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say that from the rip. Like, yeah. Like that sounds like that was the army's deal for a long time before they allowed females in there. Correct. What's that? Couldn't control the uh, amount of the army. Dudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because bad stuff happens because dudes behind, are gross behind closed doors. Right. Women uh, weren't allowed to hold jobs at sea until the 20th century. Some women would disguise themselves as men using a fake name. Uh, but there could be several penalties if they were caught. Ooh. So the only way for most women to participate in running a merchant vessel before 1900 was through their relations or marriage. Oh. Yeah, you had to get hitched. Oh. You know, so if you wanted a life at sea as a pirate, you wanted to get out there. It's like, yo, you got to shag somebody. So if you were the ugly guy back then, mm-hmm. you became a pirate in hopes that a lady would marry you so she could be a pirate. Yeah. And by the way, I forgot to preface this episode. Um, it's rated R. <laughs> Ugh. For fuck's sake. For fuck's 
sake. Uh, <laughs> only recently, women were allowed at sea within the British Royal Navy. In October of 1990, during the Gulf War, the HMS Brilliant carried the first women officially to serve on a functioning warship. In 1998, Commander Samantha Moore became one of the first female officers to command a Royal Navy warship, the HMS Dasha. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Seems kind of recent, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 98. But then again, if you think about that, that was a while ago, you know? Right? I, yeah. <laughs> Do you even remember then? I was three. Was he really? You were three years old? In 98? So you were born in what, 96? Five. Five. Well, that's math. math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> math is not good right now at this current moment. Oh, boy. <laughs> So the superstitions uh, and old school customs for military and commercial vessels were also held for pirates. Historically, women who remain on ships at sea would have to do so illegitimately and in disguise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you wanted to be a, a pirate as a lady, you had to dress like a dude. Okay. Hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. And you'll hear about, we, there's quite a few of them that do this. And there's also a couple of them in here that are extremely just badass. And then there's one I saved towards the end which is super gross, and I didn't know anything about it. So I know of one. Okay, well, let, let me know when we get there. Actually, no, tell me now. Well, there's this, uh, there's this wonderful lady who decided to go and save her husband who was captured by, I don't know if it was pirates or if it was like marauders, whatever you want to call it. Is this but a Disney movie? She Fuck off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was. Probably. But she commandeered a ship and went out and slaughtered everybody, got her husband back, and then she became a pirate herself and rolled the seven seas because no one wanted to fuck with this bitch because she was just that strong and powerful and had that much control. She had like 30-something ships at her I don't think they appreciate it. The unsinkable Molly from Titanic? What? what, The the unsinkable Molly, what's her name? I forget. Kathy Bates. Oh, In the movie, Titanic. Titanic. Molly. Don't even know what you're talking about. You've never seen Titanic. No. Shut your face. Why would Seriously? I watch a three and a half hour movie about a, I can't someone who could have been seen saved? That. Everybody's seen that. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a tragic I mean, we all know how it ends, but <laughs> even, <laughs> even before you saw it, you knew how it ended. You know? Oh, I'll sell the way happily. Yeah. So the superstitions, um, of, of course, you know, they preceded everything. So they would also need to learn the critical skills necessary for a life at sea before setting sail. Mm. Without this knowledge, it would have been rough to be a female sailor, let alone a pirate. Piracy was a criminal act, so becoming a pirate could mean being arrested and even killed. It wasn't a decision that, you know, they took lightly. Although pirates are often portrayed as swashbuckling heroes or villains, many were ordinary men and women forced into piracy to survive difficult times, okay? In other words, you know, it's it's criminal, and you know you can make some money doing it. I mean, fuck it, right? Yeah. I mean, what was the movie with Gina Davis? Where she was a pirate. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Tre- was not Treasure Island. Not Treasure Island. It was. It was her name. I thought, wasn't it? I can't remember. Let me look it up. Yeah, piracy has been around since people first hopped on a boat. So it's likely women dressed like the women or as sailors of their time. Okay, so we're talking about what they wore. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, many of the depictions of male and female pirates we see today are glamorized accounts of the 17th century's golden age of piracy. You know, like Johnny Depp, how he mm-hmm. looks. Mm. In the pirates. Yes. The rise of popular fiction tales in the uh, 1800s dramatically affected our understanding of pirate attire. Cutthroat Island. Ooh, so I was wrong. 1995. Okay. Yeah, I was close. Yeah. But she's like uh, yeah. a pirate. I wonder who she was portraying in that. Mm, well, sure, there's a synopsis somewhere here. So one example of these tales that were starting to come out in the 1800s mm-hmm. is the Penny Dreadful. 
a famous book series of the 1860s. It's also a TV show out right now, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> this was also, um, it, was, it was released both in the United States and in the uh, you know, in Britain. Oh. These cheap books told sensational stories of adventure. They featured pirates and highwaymen, likely a leading source for many tales and imagery of female pirates today. So they basically were saying that they just kind of pulled what they, they made stories up. Yeah. Based off of these little books or whatever. Makes know? sense. Logan, who is in the Highwaymen? The group? Ooh. Who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was think. It was an all-star super cast of country singers. Who? The Highwaymen. I was a Highwayman. That's the name of the group is the Highwaymen? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're phenomenal, by the way. Love and dark world on man. When did this come out? Uh, 90s? Yeah. Seriously? Oh, was it 90s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sword and pistol by my side. Johnny Cash, really? Will, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson. See, so you can get the fourth one. Um, <laughs> come on. Hold on. I was a sailor. Wait, Chris Christopherson? Yeah. Isn't that an, like an actor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, he was also a, a musician. He was a country singer. I don't know that. Why am I missing that? Pretty sure it's Waylon Jennings, isn't it? Yes, it is Waylon. Yeah. Not to How sound did I miss that? Silly here, but Johnny Cash was still alive in the 90s. Oh my boy! Oh my boy! Two thousand one, he passed away. Oh yeah, seems like a long time ago. Yep. So as we mentioned, many women who became sailors often had to hide their identity and conceal their gender by dressing like men. However, the stories of Grace O'Malley, Mary Reed, and Anne Bonny show that these pirates did not hide their gender. Uh, Any of those names sound familiar to you guys? Yes. Okay. They wore whatever they wanted, depending on what they were doing. In the pamphlet, The Trials of Captain John Rackham and Other Pirates, published in 1721, people of the time said, quote, when they, saw, when they saw any vessel, gave chase, or attacked, they wore men's clothes, and at other times, they wore women's clothes. <laughs> pretty, pretty vague, <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, so let's talk about some of the more famous lady pirates, and there's, there's some great ones in here. Elizabeth Swan. And I'm going to screw up a lot of the names here. That's Disney. Yar. Yeah. First, there's Queen uh, Tiuta of Illyria. Okay, not Illyria from like Ohio. Illyria. Queen uh, Tia, Tia, Tiuta of the Illyrians was a badass classical age warrior queen who oversaw a fleet of hardcore pirates. She tormented the Spartans in their own backyard, led armies and navies that conquered cities and islands along the Adriatic coast, and told the Romans to eat a big bag of dicks. So she she was not one to be played with here. Then she went out on her own terms by hurling herself off of a mountain after supposedly burying 6,000 pounds of gold in a secret location at a place called Devil's Island. That's fucking gangster. Yeah. So, I mean, she's she was pretty awesome. So it sounds like we're going to Devil's Island. You're never going to find the gold. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, fuck y'all. Yep. Yeah. So Queen uh, Tiuta's husband was King Agron, a pretty brutal warrior type dude. He ruled over one of the uh, the more powerful Illyrian tribes. Illyria is what Greeks called anyone who lived on the Adriatic coast north of Greece at that time. Okay. Got you. You guys visioning that on the map right now? Aye, okay. Aye. Still, Agron and uh, Tiuta were almost certainly from present day Albania. The, uh, that's the detail here. Uh, it bears mentioning mostly because the Albanians don't really like being confused with Serbians or Croatians. Okay, so that they were most likely from Albania. Right. In two, uh, 231 BC, King Agron put together an awe-inspiring army, conquered Illyria in a whirlwind of blood, and set his sights so- uh, south um, towards Greece. He wanted to go and conquer Greece. Okay. One tribe near the Greek border that was really pissing him off was the Aetolians. Mm. So when they laid siege on a city allied with Agron, the Illyrian king responded by launching 5,000 guys in a water-based night attack from the Adriatic Sea 
on boats. Like he sent 5,000 people over here at night, obviously. And uh, the king captured the high ground, charged downhill with heavy infantry, destroyed their camp, and broke their army spirit. This is 231 BC. It's crazy. You know what I mean? The victory was considered so awesome that everyone just went nuts and had this colossal rager party. In all of his amazingness, King Agron got so drunk that his lungs exploded. Damn. What? <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Holy crap. Yeah. He he got he got toe up from the flow up. So rule <laughs> of the Illyrians technically passed to Agron's son. Okay. Obviously, if you're the king, it goes yeah. to your first, you know. But he was only two years old. Oh. So Teuta took over as the boss. She went right to work taking over where her husband, King Agron, left off, plundering, conquering, destroying everything in sight, and so on. She sent armies to the uh, Peloponnese, sacking and ravaging the land Sparta was supposed to defend. Okay, so like she was going to get Spartans, dude. This is help. <laughs> <laughs> um, her troops captured uh, uh, Phoenice, the wealthiest city in the northern Greek region of Epirus. She held it for ransom and then gave it back to its people in exchange for money, slaves, treasure, and the undying loyalty of its citizen. So she actually held an entire city captive and was like, I'm going to give it to the people. You give me your money. I mean, it's kind of, you know, kind of Robin Hoodish. That's yeah. badass. You know? Yeah. When she wasn't dispatching armies to loot and plunder her enemies, she told an Albanian man with any Albanian man with a rowboat and a scimitar to step up. All right. So if you had a, a boat and you could fight, you were, you better go. If you didn't have a boat, make one. Right. She wasn't going to punish them if they raided, pirated, and plundered ships along the Adriatic as long as she received a percentage of the profits. So now if you didn't do that, obviously shit's going to get rough for you, you know. Got to pay. Yeah. Not rough. Pay to play. Well, like I'm more rough. so saying if you didn't jump up and, like, help, yeah, she was going to uh, punish you. Oh. Yeah. For the Thank next you. few years. Not that way, <laughs> Logan. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Damn. Valentine's Day was yesterday. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the next uh, few years, no ships were safe. The Illyrian pirate fleet destroyed Greek and Roman shipping, dominating the wealthiest, dominating the wealthiest and most trade-heavy waters on Earth, taking whatever they wanted. Yes, they were killing it, literally and figuratively. However, this craziness didn't really go down well with the new power in the Mediterranean, the Roman Republic. <laughs> oh. So Rome sent two brothers to talk to Tiuta uh, and tell her to knock it off. Just two people? Yeah, two people. Oh. They were like, you know, messengers of his, of, of, of Rome, not his, of Rome, of the, the empire. There were some probably big motherfuckers. Yeah, Think so? Oh, yeah, probably people that you, you know, didn't want to I'm picturing like mess with. Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator, like, little guy you know <laughs> can you do me a favor and please yeah. stop killing each other like exactly. that would be really great my, my father doesn't like it <laughs> so they met yes. her in her throne room in the city of skoda they demanded that she order a ceasefire on all illyrian piracy and pay rome reparations for all the ships and goods that they lost wait, wait, wait. okay Back up yeah, we, we both caught this because we both looked at each other really like, wait did, did you, you say that did you say scrotum no skoda it sounded an awful lot like Scrotum. Skoda. We'll have to listen back. Get your heads out of the gutter. It was Skoda. Yes, they lived uh, in the city of Scrotum. And well, you, you know, you said it, and, like, <laughs> I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we're like, and I go like this. He's like, which yeah, is so. really, it's, uh, the city of Scrotum is actually north of a really shitty town. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It, there's a long road. <laughs> Stop giggling. For fuck's I know. Sake. For fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> so according. Oh, so anyway, they, they went there and said, basically, like, listen, we want you to stop. We want you to pay us mm -hmm. because we feel that you should do that. That makes because sense. Because you've been, you know, messing with our lands and stuff like that and our seas and our boats and stuff. So we want we want reparations for it. 
So Teuda was busy managing the siege of Issa and all other conquests she was undertaking. So according to Roman sources, she told the brothers that, quote, it was contrary to the custom of the Illyrian kings to hinder their subjects from winning booty from the sea. Or go fuck yourself. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you probably guessed, the Romans didn't quite like hearing this, especially from a woman. The ambassadors basically started lecturing Queen Teuta on manners, respect, and, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Naturally, Queen Teuta had that dude's throat cut and had his brother thrown into an Albanian prison. Nice. Yeah. She she was a badass, dude. Like, she was... She didn't fuck around. Yeah. Things were great until five or six years into Queen Teuta's reign when the Romans showed up with a big fleet of around 20,000 uh, legionnaires. That's uh, it? Oh. Yeah. That's, that's easy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> All bad, battle-hardened from the war with Carthage and drilled by professional Roman drill instructors. So these guys are like, they're they're there to fight, okay? Teuta rallied the Illyrian defenses, but she was immediately betrayed by her top general named Demetrius. Of course. That's oh, the reason why man. she lost. Yeah. Every Te- time. Yeah. Teuta fought heroically, but ultimately was forced to surrender to Rome in 227 BC. This is like the perfect setup for a movie, by the way. I know, it's awesome. It, it, right? There are rumors that she took a bunch of treasure... Uh, she accumulated from her pirates and armies and buried it in a cave on an island somewhere in her domain. Remember I said like 6,000, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. One-Eyed Willie did the same thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. The Romans yeah. allowed Teuta to rule a small domain after she surrendered, however. Okay, so they did give her some power. Still, they made that traitor Demetrius the regent for King Agron's young son. So he got to be in place of of, of Teuta, the guy who mm-hmm. um, dicked her over. Yep. Okay, so it's kind of fucked up. Makes sense. He had a little little time. Because well, he's sucking off Rome over here, right? Well, yeah, that's probably the reason why they invaded. Yeah, so not long after, Rome decided to get rid of Demetrius. <laughs> and, of course, our fearless queen. Upon hearing of Rome's plans, Teuta fled her palace. She climbed to the top of a nearby mountain, placed a curse on the city of Ryzen so that they'd never be able to build a good ship again, and then hurl herself off of a mountain to her death. Alawaka, alawaka, babu. <laughs> I don't know if that's and how, then jumps. I don't know if that's how they talked back then. That was the curse. That's what you had to say for the curse. Mm. They're magic words. That John. makes sense. Sorry, Jesus. Really? Okay, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Ugh. I'm not up on my magic <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, right. Tiuta is a pretty common name, however, in Albania to this day. Really. Yep, she appears on their money and has a special place in the hearts of the Albanian people. Huh. Go, How do you spell her name again? Uh, T-U-T-A. T-E-U-T-A. Albanian currency. And uh, you can actually go to the city of Duras, and you'll see that the National Bank of Albania has a statue of her reclining on a chaise lounge and wearing nothing but a spear, a shield, and a helmet. So it's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, she, she, she was rough, man. All right, we do like I said, we do have some um, lesser known, like where there's not a whole lot going on. So this is... Uh, I don't think that's Teuta. You look at the one in the dress where she's yeah. hanging off the bow. Yeah. So, um, like, dear, uh, Lagertha, also spelled Lagertha, was Lagertha? a... Lagertha? yeah. Was a Danish Viking pirate who lived in the 9th century AD. She was a shield maiden, Viking woman who carried a sword and shield known for their ferocity and skills in battle and on land and in sea. And protecting their loved ones right. and their husbands. With only a few accounts of her life known to exist, historians have controversy whether Lagerda is, in fact, a legendary figure and a substitute for the actions of, or the substitutes of, um, you know, for the actions of women. One story suggests that she rescued her husband's fleet from a warring tribe, but on saving him, murdered him with a concealed knife and took his place as the leader of the tribe. Uh, you may have heard of her, uh, the, the show Vikings. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. You've heard Ragnar Lothbrok. Well, she's actually um, like like uh, Lagertha. Like uh, it's so hard to Lagertha? pronounce it. Ledgerda. It might be. Have you seen that show? Yeah, I love it. Maybe that's her then. Maybe it's that's how you pronounce where it. Where St. Patrick came from? Is it Lagatha? Yeah, Lagatha. Okay, maybe that's how you pronounce it then. But anyway, that's where they got her from. Ooh. Yeah, so she was technically a real person in real life. Oh yeah, so it was Ragnar. Who? Ragnar Lothbrok. The Ragnarok? No, that's Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Welcome to the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that took a really weird. Where'd that go? It's so hard for the Red Oktober. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's talk about Jean de Clisson. Jean. Jean. Is it Jean? Jean. Or is it Jean? It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jean. J E A N N E. Ah. Jean. Jeanne. That's Jeanne. 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 Jeanne de Clisson. Yeah, sounds amazing. Ooh. <laughs> les poissons. Les poissons. How I love les poissons. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so we'll say Jeanet, Jeanet de, de Clisson. She's the lioness of Brittany. Noblewoman, wife, mother, pirate, Jeanet swore revenge against the French king after the execution of her husband. She raised a fleet of ships that terrorized the French and led a loyal army to sack many French strongholds for over a decade. And she did all of this alone in the 14th century. Hmm. So another badass. Yeah. Jeanet uh, de Belleville, de, de Belleville, Sorry, this was her name prior. <laughs> was born in 1300 in uh, Bellevue-sur-Vey into the uh, French nobility. I, I am very proud that I say these words. Do you like yeah, this? I was about to say, yeah, you, you do, do it a little too well. Do you <laughs> like does, this? It's very, very good. I give it a good way, baby. That's right. I say, oh, you don't like it? For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's going to get old real quick, or it's not. I don't know yet. Yeah. Dude, you're on fire yeah, today. I don't know. I'm, I'm fired up. That's why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she married uh, her first husband, uh, Jeffrey de Chateaubriand, yeah. the See? eighth. That's right. Only 12 years old. Okay. I know. Are you Pretty sure gross. it's Jeffrey or is it Geoffrey? It's Goffrey. It's Goffrey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gollum. No. Yeah. But she was only 12 years old. He was seven years her senior. In 14 years of marriage, they had two children. In 1326, Jeanne was widowed. In 1328, she married Guy of Penthelvia. Guy? <laughs> guy. Hey, That's Guy. Guy. Yeah. Do you, Guy? Guy, Guy, go for Guy. Though this marriage was short-lived and annulled in 1330, which I I guess annulments have been happening ever since marriages started. I, I never, I don't know, when I think about that, I just think that's more of a, a like more a recent thing. 60s, like a late 60s thing. Yeah, you know, but yeah. this happened in 1330. Huh. So, you know, yeah. So the same year, Jeanet married for the third time, which uh, which would lead her to her infamy, okay? Um, Olivier de Clisson IV, was a wealthy Breton nobleman whose property included Chateau de Clisson, a manor house in Nantes, and lands at Blaine. Hmm. Okay, so he had some money. He's got some money. Yeah, he's got some money. Genet had also inherited land in the province of uh, oh, 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 Piotto. <laughs> I do, I'm, I'm probably destroying that, which is south of the Breton border. And these combined assets made them a real power couple of the 14th century. Angelina. Yeah, she had money, he had money, they got together, you know what I mean? Their marriage resulted in five children, including their son, Olivier, uh, is that Fuck a five yeah. or a V? Probably a V. I, I don't know. Olivier de Clisson V, I guess. Later known as the Butcher due to his brutality in battle. Oh. Their eldest child, Isabeau, was born in 1325. At the time, Jeanne was still married to her first husband, 
and and Olivier to his first wife, hmm. who died in 1329. This is all important. Just I'm going to explain why now. We know little of their, their relationships, but it's easy to note the timing of the annulment of her second marriage in 1330 to the death of Olivier's wife a year prior. Oh. So... Orchestrated. Yeah, it seems weird, right? No, that can't happen. <laughs> no. I mean, she didn't know Clinton? No. Oh. Patreons know what's up. <laughs> They're educated now. That's right. They got that. Another story... Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. Amidst a uh, com, uh, complex backdrop of conflict, like so many wars, Janae and her husband supported Charles de Blois. <laughs> B-L-O-I-S. I want to say Bois, but Blois. Bleh. 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 No, Char- like Bleh. Like you're going to throw it like oh, Bleh. Charles de Bleh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As Duke of Brittany. But for reasons unknown, Charles de Bleh was mistrustful of Olivia de Clisson questioning his loyalty all right so he wasn't a big fan of this guy so this guy is now the new duke olive olivier or oliver oliver i think is what it is i kept calling him olivia um, chainsaw yeah <laughs> uh, but he he's he feels like he's mistrusted you know what i mean you can't trust him yeah. sources dif- uh, differ on the cause for the mistrust some claim that Oli- um, oliver uh, defected to join the english side mm. okay Another story points to Oliver's capture by the English during the capture of the city of Vannes in 1342. Oliver de Clisson had been acting as a military commander alongside Hervé the Seventh de Leon. Oh my God, these names! I'm so glad mine's just John Sayer. <laughs> you know? John, yeah, John. That's John. Me too. You know, I have pirate in my bloodline. I'm really glad you said it in my bloodline. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had pirate in my. Booty, never mind. Sorry, you, you have pirate in your bloodline. Yeah, not from my side. Nope, it's from the mom's side. She uh, apparently we are related to a one Lafayette, which is a pirate from the France. Who told you that? Twenty three and me. <laughs> no, no, no. We have actual documented because those things are full of shit. By the way, yes. Yeah, mine's real messed up. I never told you the story. I'll tell you afterwards. I think you did. Oh, maybe. How oh, it's got me all. Yeah. Yeah. About West Virginia. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. did tell me about it. Yeah. So another story points again that he, you know, uh, he was captured by the English during uh, this whole war that was going on. And what's strange, however, was that the terms of uh, Oliver de de Clisson of his release, he was released in exchange for Ralph de Stafford, first Earl of Stafford, a prisoner of the French, and for a suspiciously low ransom. Hmm. Hervé the Seventh de Leon, who he was captured along with the military commander, was never released. It's thought that the low ransom for Oliver's freedom gave Charles de Bleu reason to distrust him. He made a devil's deal. Mm-hmm. So he's probably like, listen, you let me out of here. I'll get in with this Charles guy, Mr. De Bleu, and I will de, de Bleu him. <laughs> Logan, who made a devil's deal at the crossroads? At tu Brute? No. Oh, I have no idea. What the hell is the crossroads? Moving forward. Meet you at the crossroads or you won't be lonely. That will be an Icons and Outlaws episode. Don't yeah, worry. It actually is one coming up. Yeah. yeah, but we covered him before um, in one of the Midnight Train episodes back when we were doing, was it? Uh, oh, the, the, the Devil. The 27 Club. Is that it, was, it was, it was. Yeah, 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 27 yeah. Club, yep. yeah. What season was this? His name is Robert Johnson, by the way. Robert Old Johnson. blues player who was absolutely amazing, and his story is incredible. So, yeah, that, that Icons oh. is going to be great. So, due to Charles de Bleu's suspicion in 1343, Oliver was captured with 15 other Breton lords at a tournament and taken to Paris to be tried in court. On August 2nd, 1343, Oliver de Clisson was found guilty on several counts of treason and sentenced to be executed by beheading immediately. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. Guilty. Remember, now this is, this is, uh, Jeanne, this is his, or that's her hubby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and again, we're getting there. This is all like a big soap opera. It's so crazy back in the day. Like it's not to say it's not, but it's just insane to me. So Oliver's trial shocked the nobility due to his guilt, uh, or his, the, the lack of evidence towards his guilt. All right. However, his death was equally shocking as the public desecrated and exposed his body. While usually that was reserved for lower class criminals rather than nobility. Hmm. All right. Hmm. So it seemed really weird. It's like Charles was like, fuck this dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he hated him that much that Makes he just, sense. he did some dirty shit to him. The death of her third husband was a turning point in Janae's life. And it is fair to say that she was never the same again. She took her two young sons to Nantes to show them the head of their father displayed on a pike at the Sovato gate. Yikes. Yeah. She did this with the intention of searing hatred into their hearts. She wanted them to just hate Charles and the whole nobility and everything else. Feel she swore her revenge against the French king, Philip VI, and Charles de Bleu in her fury. She considered her husband's execution to be an act of cowardice and murder. She sold the de Clesson estates, using the money to raise an army of men who had been loyal to her husband. So she took everything they accumulated together, sold that shit, and she's putting an army together. Like, she's pissed. That whole hell hath no fury thing, Mm -hmm. these pirate ladies, they're 100% encapsulated in that. It's insane. Leading this attack, or leading this army, she attacked many French strongholds. First, her army massacred the entire garrison, except for a sole survivor. So every time she'd come up on a garrison, she'd kill everyone except one. Yeah, so you could tell the tale. You got to tell the tale, right? Then her army rampaged along the Normandy coast, burning so many villages to the ground. In 1343, Genet was found guilty of treason, confiscating her remaining lands. Okay, so they basically took all the whatever else she had away. However, it seems she otherwise escaped the charge without punishment. Okay, that same year, King Edward III granted Genet income from English-owned lands in Brittany. All right, so the Brittany that she, you know, if she had any lands there, King. The King Edward was like, yeah, 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 you can have your money. That's fine. Hmm. Even though you went around killing people. Soon she turned her attention to piracy, building a fleet of ships painted coal black. Their sails dyed blood red. Others dubbed the shits. Uh, shits. <laughs> <laughs> Others dubbed the ships the Black Fleet. During this time, she earned her nickname, the Lioness of or Tigress of Brittany. Janae named her flagship. Any guesses? Shiver me timbers. The black peril. My revenge. Oh, that's even better. I'm telling you, dude. And this, this is, is like all, Kill Bill. Yeah, this is like, uh, and I'm talking years after this happened, too. She's still pissed. There's so many movie scripts here. Like, why I are know. people not eating this up? Because no one likes pirates anymore. Yeah, you think it's overplayed now, right? I don't know. I like pirates. I love pirates. With the support of the English king, Genet's fleet scoured the channel, attacking any French ship that she encountered, massacring entire crews. However, she always left a few witnesses to send a warning message to the French king. Janae continued pirating the English Channel for another 13 years until the sinking of her flagship in 1356. Along with her two sons, she was adrift at sea for five days, during which Janae rode nonstop in search of rescue. Like, she just, she did it herself, basically. Wow. Unfortunately, despite her best efforts, her son Guillaume died of exposure. Janae and her surviving son were eventually rescued and taken to Morlax. It is said that Genet de Clisson's ghost still haunts Chateau de Clisson, her beloved third husband's castle to this day. So that's her. That's that's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, that's a like she got story. pissed off and she was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to do this. So let's see. The next one here is Lady Mary Killigrew. 
Another fearsome pirate of the Elizabethan area, Mary Wolverston, or Lady Killigrew, was known for her pirate activities along the Cornish coast. Mary was the daughter of Lord Philip Wolverton, a former pirate. She later married Sir Henry Killigrew, a pirate who was later made a vice admiral, admiral, excuse me, by Queen Elizabeth I, which I thought was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she brought in like a former pirate, whatever. Well, Henry was employed to uphold maritime law. Some ex-pirates were engaged as privateers, sailing under the favor of the crown to amass illicit profits for England. Mary was known to be a champion of her husband's uh, criminal activities. She redesigned their home at uh, Arwenack Castle to hide stolen goods, cut deals with smugglers, and raid ships. It is thought that the queen turned a blind eye to this and even pardoned her later in life. Of course, because, you know, she was getting low in her pockets, too. Right. That's wild. I don't know. It works to this day, too. Never thought, I don't know. That's just weird. I don't know. Grace O'Malley. Yeah. That's a, that's a, um, what nationality do you think she is? What heritage? Scottish. Irish. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) O'Malley. I'm like looking at you like, what? Yeah, Grace O'Malley was a formidable Irish pirate and a decisive leader who successfully defended her lands against English governance and other hostile Irish clans. Hmm. O'Malley was the daughter of a chieftain and was educated in seafaring by her father. After his death, she took to the seas, even giving birth to her first child while aboard a vessel. Damn. As the English began occupying Ireland, O'Malley fortified important coastal defenses and offered her support to Irish rebels. She even met with Queen uh, Queen Elizabeth I again in September of 1594 at Greenwich Castle, where they created a treaty in Latin. Oh, again, another one that there's not a ton of information. Plus, I mean, her story's like it's cool. Obviously, she be she was a fucking pirate. It's pretty mm. badass. And there's always an officer O'Malley. You notice that? Like every TV show, movie, and story, there's always an officer O'Malley. Officer O'Malley? Yeah. I don't know. All I think of is Father O'Malley from Tropic Thunder. No, like the two cops to be saying, be like, O'Malley! Yeah, yeah, O'Malley, oh, yeah. cuff yeah. this guy! Well, I think that's because um, it's like back a, in the day, the uh, the Irish became cops. I mean, that's what they did. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to, like, Chicago, New York, and stuff like that, it was always, like, that was kind of, like, in, um, they became cops, and that's just what they they always did for, like, every generation. It was, was a cop. O'Malley was a cop. and O'Hulahan. There were that they that was always the cops. And um that auto parts, Callahan. Yes. That one as well. Yeah. In Sandusky. Yeah. yeah it was in Sandusky. Yeah. yeah. Prehistoric Park. Yep. You know you know what that's from, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's over the riddles. Yeah. He's just like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. All right, so now we're gonna talk about Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie. All right. So Anne Bonnie, obviously, to me on this entire list, she's probably the most um Notable. Yeah, most well-known, at least the name. You hear Anne Bonnie, you know. Mm -hmm. So Mary Reed was born in Devon County, England, in the late 17th century. She had a harsh childhood. By the way, the (laughs) this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Her father had died, not her father dying, but her story. Her father had died before she was born, and her half-brother Mark passed away soon afterwards. So it sucks growing up. That's rough. Nevertheless, Mary's paternal grandmother supported Mary and her mother only because she thought her grandson, Mark, was still alive. No one ever told grandma that the half-brother was dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then that's why she was actually supporting her because Mary never told her. That's fucked. To keep the death of Mary's brother a secret from his grandmother, Mary was raised as a boy pretending to be her older brother. Weird. Okay. When Mary Reed was about 13 years old, her grandmother died. Mary still dressed as a boy and had to find a job with boyish habits. She became a footboy to a wealthy French woman who lived in London. The footboy. Uh, I'm assuming it's like a, just like an assistant. Okay. 
know what I mean? I think that sounds right. Either that or it's the person that like gets on all fours and you put your feet up on. That's fucked. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? An ottoman? The yeah. human ottoman? The human ottoman, yeah. I want one of those. Yeah. I don't know where I find one. I'm sure. Human ottoman. That's a band name right there. Or a horror movie. Oh, it could be like centipede, like human centipede. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That could be misconstrued because you could be an, an ottoman. Jesus, you're right. <laughs> but you got excited on that one. I did. Passionate. I was just so excited. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyway, moving forward. So again, you know, she became a you know hanging out with this French woman or whatever, and unsatisfied with her current position, Mary escaped and boarded a man o' war. Ooh. A few years passed, and she became bored again. This time, she joined the army where she met her future husband. After confessing love and her true gender to him, they left the army, married, and opened an inn called the Three Horseshoes near Castle Breda, which is awesome. Mm. You know, Mary Ree was always surrounded by death. After just a few months of marriage, her husband got sick and died. Desperate, she just wanted to escape from everything and join the army once again. This time, she boarded a Dutch ship that sailed to the Caribbean. Mary's ship was attacked and captured by the pirate Calico Rackham Jack. Okay, have you guys ever heard of that guy? Sounds like a cat. Well, I mean, a calico is. Yeah, same. But Calico Rackham Jack is actually a really famous pirate. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm famous in, in those circles. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. in, in the pirate circles uh -huh. is what they're... Uh -huh. Outside of the Disney realm. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's the oh. only pirate movies you've seen. <laughs> right, well, uh, Calico Rackham Jack <laughs> here. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe? Oh. He uh, he took all English captured sailors as part of his crew. So if he captured you, you now became part of his crew. Oh, okay. Okay. And, One with uh, the ship. One with the crew. Right. One with the ship. One with the crew. Unwillingly, she became a pirate. Okay. Soon after, she started to enjoy the pirate way of life. I mean, who would not enjoy it? I mean, there's a lot of shit you can get into. I mean, yeah, but on I mean, a wooden boat out to sea. You're basically living your life fucking YOLO. Like, you just don't give a shit about anything or anyone. Like yeah. You're stuck on the same boat for months on end. Yeah. But it's, but it's the same fun, though. Like, you're raiding other all, ships like and fish and seeing all the sights and all the seamen. <laughs> this guy. It's a pirate's life for me and the scurvy. Yeah, scurvy was bad back then. Yeah. Hey, can we keep the comedy to a minimum, oh, please? Yeah. Was, that, was, that, was that being funny? For fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> on, a, on a side note, I do have to say, I think it's hilarious that we, we all, I always try to bring um, attention to whenever we get like negative comments and stuff like that. From the smug fucks. Right. From the smug fucks. Thank you to the skeleton sisters. Um, but I always bring attention to it because one, if you're going to put it out there, that's public. You yeah, know what I mean? And so, but I also, listen, it's not like I don't take criticism or we don't take criticism it, to be honest, I mean, constructive criticism is awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're so used to it all. But when you're just saying, music. when you're saying dumb stuff, you know, like you guys fucking suck. <laughs> it's like just to be internet. Yeah, like, what, what was yeah. the point in that? You know what I mean? So I don't know. Telling us that we should stop trying to be funny. <laughs> listen, we know we're not funny. Yeah, all right. Brian we know trying. that we're just hanging out because we're, we're hanging out. We're being funny for each other. If you happen to like it, awesome. If you don't, ugh. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you, bitch. Anyway, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I hope he comments on that. Oh, he will. I really I, do. I hope so. Can you make the YouTube snippet that part? Oh, yeah. Just so he'll, he will for sure hear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> Just be that. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, she was really getting into this, right? She really liked being a pirate. All right, so when she could leave Rackham Ship, oh, Calico Jack, Mary decided to stay. So he was like, okay, listen, you guys can go now. Your mm -hmm. time with me is done. She's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to stay. Oh. On Rackham Ship, she met the one and only Anne Bonnie. 
being the only woman on the boat and sharing a lot in common. The only other woman on the boat, should I say. Makes sense. They quickly became good friends. Some people believe that Mary Reed was in a romantic relationship with Anne Bonny. Oh. Boats and hoes? With Rackham. Oh. Old, old, old Calico Jack over there. Uh-oh. And possibly even crew members. That makes sense. I mean, get yours when you can. Well, you you're know? only two chicks on a boat full of men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of... You've seen a movie like that, haven't you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, not I to, could tell my... not to put something really like gross in everyone's <laughs> mind right now, but that's kind of what I do. Can you imagine the time when this took place? The lack of soap, yeah, I was and say, water. All I can smell is the smell and the amount of fucking that was probably going on. Yeah, good amount. It's probably, it's probably real easy too because the boat's rocking for you. <laughs> oh boy that's pretty gross anyway hey, welcome so mary's pirate career ended in october 1720 she was captured by captain barnett in a de- desperate battle in port royal she stood trial rackham and his crew were found guilty of piracy but mary and Anne were spared because they claimed to be preggers Ooh, clever yeah well, Mary Reed died with her unborn child in prison from fever. She was buried at St. Catherine's Parish in Jamaica. All right. So with being the only two on there and then you get, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, you, yes, you're pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. probably pregnant. So now Anne Bonnie, her buddy here, most of what is known about Bonnie's life comes from the, a, uh, a volume, a general history of robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates from 1724. That's the name of the book. I don't know. It's mouthful. And pirates is spelled P-Y-R-A-T-E-S. Yeah, it makes sense. Pirates. Pirates. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Written by Captain Charles Johnson, thought uh, by some scholars to be a pseudonym of English writer Daniel Defoe, not to be confused with Green Goblin Willem Defoe. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Willem Oscorp is mine. <laughs> I freaking love that guy so much. Haka. And considered highly speculative. All right. So this, this you got to take it with a grain of salt here. Anne was thought to be the illegitimate daughter of Irish lawyer William Cormack and a maid working in his household. <laughs> like Arnold and his maid? Yes. Arnold. You miss the spot. <laughs> right over there. What do you mean I'm not messing with her? Use your duster. <laughs> <laughs> like this? Yeah. Now get down. The royal testicles need cleaned. Like this? Do it. Yes, get down. <laughs> Clean Look, my chopper. He's so ashamed of us. <laughs> no, I'm just watching True Lies uh, in my head right now. God, I love that movie. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, and um, Anne was, you know, thought to be the daughter of these two. All right. Cormac separated from his wife after discovering what well, she, after his wife, discovered his cheating ass ways. And later, you know, took custody of Anne. So mom came in and following his hookup with her mother, he lost most of his clientele as well. And the trio immigrated to Charlestown uh, or actually, no, she was with her. I'm sorry. He, she went with her dad. I'm sorry. I apologize. But they ended up moving to uh, Charlestown now, which is uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston. Yeah. Charleston. Yeah, dun, da, da, dun, da, da. <laughs> Anne's mother died of typhoid fever when Anne was only 13 years old. Oh, way to kill my vibe. Yeah. Sorry about that. Her father betrothed her to a local man, but Anne resisted. Instead, in 1718, she married sailor John Bonney, whom she uh, traveled to the island of New Providence in the Bahamas. Her husband became an informant for the uh, governor, the governor, (laughs) the governor of the Bahamas. I'm in every story. (laughs) Logan, you cannot avoid me. I'm never leaving. This is what I do. 
Stogie, the CIA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> what does he say about his Stogies again? What is he saying uh, that? Because I'm a stud. Cause, yeah, because I'm, I'm a stud. I don't need a place to hide out when I smoke my Stogies like you. Yeah, like you. <laughs> Maria, Maria lets me smoke in the house. I tell her all the time. You let me. You know who You know who introduced me to the, the cigars? It was uh, Maria's, Maria's father. He came over. I wasn't. I wasn't a smoker. I didn't like it. That's what he was talking about in that freaking yeah. video. It was amazing, dude. That's how he became a uh, cigar oh. smoker. Did you ever see? Speaking of videos like that, did you ever see the Hasselhoff one where he's fucking wasted and he's rolling around with his big belly hanging out and he's trying to eat a subway sandwich? Was it a subway or a cheeseburger <laughs> or something? Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it's so gross. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, anyway, you know they they. Moved on, um, went to the Bahamas or whatever. Her husband became the inf- informant for the governor of the Bahamas. See if we can get past that. <laughs> Would you say he became the informer? Informant. Inform. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I saw you. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, like, no, no, no. Not happy with her marriage. She became involved with pirate John Calico Jack Rackham. Remember that guy we were just talking about? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which hopefully sounds familiar unless you're drunk like Logan. Who? He offered to pay her husband to divorce her, a common practice at the time, but John Bonney was like, uh-uh. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so back then you could literally be like, listen, I want your woman. I'll give you this much money. Walk away. Here's a good <laughs> Walk away. I mean, you know what I mean? So, like, you could be in a, uh, what do they call a saloon? The bars back then. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden you hear spurs clinking. It's like, and then you feel a tap on your shoulder. You got to hear the, you got to. The saloon door is right. open first, right? Right, and then the spurs right. on then the, the wood floor, and then, and then you feel a tap on your shoulder. Yeah, and you turn around, uh-huh. and it's the great dreadful Oliver, <laughs> and he says, "How much for your Logan?" Who you asking me? Yeah, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be like a shot of whiskey and he's yours. Yeah, but like, dude, I already got rid. No, I'm just kidding. I couldn't sell my kids. I already tried. Anyway, um, <laughs> so in August of 1720, Anne Bonnie abandoned her husband and assisted Rackham in, uh, in uh, commandeering the sloop William from uh, Nassau Harbor on New Providence. Along with a dozen others, the pair began pirating merchant vessels along the coast of Jamaica. Rackham's decision to have Bonnie accompany him was highly unusual as, like we talked about, women were considered bad luck aboard ships, right? So the fact that he was like, come on, honey, you know, weird. Her fierce disposition may have swayed him. Fictional stories claim that when she was younger, she had beaten an attempted rapist so severely that he was hospitalized, which I, that's awesome, and she should have fucking killed him. Anyway, Bonnie did not conceal her gender from her shipmates. Mm. Though when pillaging, she disguised herself as a man and participated in armed conflict. Accounts differ on when uh, her uh, female compatriot, Mary Reed, joined the crew. Remember, we just talked about Mary. Mm -hmm. Some state that Mary, who had served as a mercenary while disguised as a man, was among the original hijackers of the William along with them. While others claim that she was aboard a Dutch merchant ship that Rackham's crew captured. That's the one we talked about earlier. So there's, I mean, this is happening back in the 1700s. Shit's going to be crazy all over the fucking place, Mm -hmm. you know? On November 15th, 1720, Captain John Barnett caught up with the William at Negril Point, Jamaica. Except for Bonnie and Reed, like we talked about. We know how this goes. They got into a big battle. Those two got caught. And they, you know, um, uh, Reed, Mary Reed, she actually um, passed away pregnant or whatever. By walking the plank. No, remember, because they said they were pregnant, yeah. and they went into the, the thing. In the, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be like a mama fratelli. Yeah, no, it wasn't. However, 
Bonnie actually got released. Oh. Yeah, and she returned to Charlestown where she married, had children, and lived out the remainder of her life. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to, again, we've got some here that are just like, there's not much here. This is uh, Jacotte Delahaye. Okay. 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 Jacotte. 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 It has to be, right? J A C Q U O T T E. Jacquois. 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 You sure? Jacquois. Well, maybe. Born in Haiti. You have to say it like Jacquois Delahaye. No, no. Huh. Jacquois Delahaye. I don't know why I have to say it like that. You have to say it like this. Kind of creep me out. <laughs> He's like the night hotline guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. How can I help you guys today? Ugh. Say say 108.7, the slow jam, 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 jams. 108.7, the slow jam, jam. <laughs> <laughs> so Delahaye was born around 1630 in Haiti. Though there is no evidence of her birth, and many of the stories seem to originate from the 1940s writer Leon Treek. Legend believes that the British Navy killed her father and her mother, uh, and mother died during childbirth. As she was destitute, she joined a pirate crew and later commanded a fleet of ships. With striking red hair and the legendary status of surviving many dangerous encounters, she was named Back from the Dead Red. Wow. It's a pretty cool name. That's that a tough tattoo cool. that's right a, Yeah, that's a pretty tough tattoo. And again, not, not a whole lot of information out there. And You should totally get that tattooed. I would. It's going to be her, but it's going to be her on the Red October. The Red October. <laughs> the Red October. <laughs> All right, so check this one out. And I, I, I'm going to almost guarantee, have either of you ever heard of Ching Shi? Yes. Yes. You have? Yeah. Who's Ching Shi? I've heard that's of a him. new Marvel thing. <laughs> no, that's Shang Chi. That's Shang Chi. Oh, is it? Yes. My bad. You? Any idea? Uh, uh, nope. uh, okay. I've heard of it. Let's get into this one. So contrary to popular belief, the most successful pirate Lord in recorded history was Blackbeard, Henry Morgan, Sir Francis Drake, or any other human with a wiener. Mm -hmm. Instead, it was an, ex in an extraordinary Asian woman known today by Ching Shi, oh, yes. right, which is freaking up. amazing. Yes. Which translate to Ching's widow. Her saga is nothing less than the exhilarating rag-to-riches story, all right? At the height of her power, she commanded over 800 large ships, a 1,000 smaller vessels, and over 70,000 pirate crew comprised of both men and women. That's a lot. That's a lot of boats to be having in the uh, waters around there. That is a lot. In comparison, old Blackbeard, at his peak, only commanded 300 ships. Oh, she's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I was going to yeah. get to that, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, Google spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Google. Thanks, Google. So, yeah, I mean, like, she was just, she was awesome. So, Ching Shi was born as Shi Yang in 1775 in the poverty-ridden society of Guangdong province in China. Like many of the women of this period, on attaining puberty at the age of 13, she was forced into prostitution to supplement her family's income. Yuck. Yeah. But don't like that. She worked in one of the floating brothels, also known as flower boats, in the Cantonese port city. Yeah, I think there was some of those around Epstein's Island. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> These boats would sail along the nearby coast with the customer on board. Back then, the Chinese perceived that the boats rocking added an entirely new dimension <laughs> to sexual pleasures and enhanced the overall experience. And you think I didn't know anything about Ching Chi? <laughs> this guy over here. <laughs> he pulled we need to talk about his, this guy. He pulled that out of his ass. But Did yeah. you go on a cruise with your wife? <laughs> I may have been on a boat. Yeah? There. I may or may not have been with my wife, but I have been on a boat. Okay, truth. Oh. Truth moment. Uh-oh. Have you, have you gotten laid out at sea? No. Oh. I thought he did, the way he was talking about it. No. 
Have you? Moving on. A pool? No, 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 no. A raft in a pool doesn't count. Oh, well then. But still, <laughs> the ocean. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, um, like on, like on a cruise. I, like I, a legit. I, I've only been on one cruise, and I was sick the entire time. So no, I'm gonna say no. Yeah. He was sick the entire. No, time. Right, right. I tell you what, he that's in the bed. Need drama, mean. Dude, no, I'm, I was taking like, dude. It was. I've never been I, on a cruise. In I'll my life. never do it again. I don't think I would. I'll never do it. It doesn't again. sound like it, it was horrible. Fun. I've been on a speedboat. It was it. horrible. Horrible. What's, what's some of the bands used to play on like Nonpoint and all them? The, what do the, they call that? the what is it? The uh, Nonpoint just got done doing it. They just had one like. like well, like two that would ago. be cool. Like no. that kind of cruise. No, you nope. don't think so? Nope. Him and you what? really get that seasick, dude. Bad. I can't handle it. I cannot. I can handle just about anything, but I cannot handle boats. Huh. Mm-mm. I love them. Don't like it. So anyway, yes, of course, if the ships are rocking, yeah, you you get the whole Don't thing. Don't bother. Yeah. In a short period, young Ching Shi had become the talk of the town due to her striking beauty, poised nature, and lavish hospitality. These attributes attracted several high-profile customers, including courtiers of the Royal Palace, army military commanders, wealthy merchants visiting the port city, and many more. Apart from this, very little is known about her early life, given her humble origins. In 1801, Zheng Yi, a notorious pirate commander of the infamous Red Flag Fleet, encountered Ching Shi in the Cantonese port and was smitten by her beauty. Oh. Of course, he visited the floating brothel and met Ching Shi, expressed his feelings, and asked her to marry him. Did Ghislaine Maxwell be like, hey, you should check out this boat I got? <laughs> Maybe. So well, you keep shaking your head. Uh, we, you know all about this. We, we, we'll talk about something similar later. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ching Shi told him that she would marry him uh, if, quote, she was granted 50% share over his monetary gains and a partial control over his pirate fleet. Huh. Pretty ballsy. This sounds familiar. Pretty ballsy. What do you mean? You don't know the, the, the Genghis Khan thing? The Genghis Khan? Yeah. Shaka Khan? I <laughs> for <laughs> you. <laughs> no, Genghis Khan would have, like, daughters and he would marry them off to warlords and stuff. Oh, yeah, to get the half of their, get yeah. Half of their, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Genghis Khan. We did pretty episode on him. Awesome. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Mm-mm. I'm almost positive we did. I don't, we may have talked about Listeners, <laughs> let us know. If we did, it just goes to show that it, we've been doing this. You know our three-year anniversary is coming up here in just a... Uh, oh, about, shit, really? About two months. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. In about wow. three months. Three months. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. 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 Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> So this demand showed that she did not want to end up as eye candy for her husband for the rest of her life. Didn't want to be a trophy wife? Right. Mm. Drowned in his boner-filled love for her, Zeng Yi invariably agreed to her conditions, and they got hitched. The truth is, uh, the truth of this chain of events is often debated today. Some historians claim that Zheng Yi had ordered his men to abduct Ching Shi from the brothel and forcibly marrying her. That sounds about right. I mean, it's like, which one sounds more like... Uh, that one. That one sounds real. That one sounds... Yeah, that one like sounds more like... Happened. As opposed to, oh, who is that? I'm going to talk to her and then take her back. Right. And then you shall marry me. And, oh, I want half your... Oh, well, okay. As opposed to, get her! You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, sounds a little bit sounds a little bit different. So regardless, it was Ching Shi who benefited the most from their union, and her encounter with uh, Zheng Yi is often considered to be her stepping stone to greater glory, which in turn got her etched into history as one of the most successful pirates in recorded human history. Under the joint command of Zheng Yi and Ching Shi, the Red Flag fleet began to grow and prosper like never before. The fleet grew with 200 ships at the time of their wedding to 1,800 ships in the next few months. Damn. Immediately after joining her husband, Ching Shi implemented some crucial changes and constituted the code of laws to be followed to the T 
by all the crew. Would you guys like to know some of these? Yes. Other? The pirate code. Yeah. The pirate code. One. Where's your 10 pieces of eight? It's more <laughs> of just a, a guideline. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? 10 pieces of eight. 10 pieces of that's eight. That's all the different things they had, the unique things, and that's what yeah. summoned the pirate uh, lord. 10 pieces of Calypso. Of the original eight people. That started the pirates. original pirate lords. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, I did have I, Keith Richards comes out yeah. and he oh, snaps a string on the guitar because somebody <laughs> doesn't want to follow the rules. And it's like, what are you going to do, Keith Richards? Really? You're fucking like 90 years old. He's old. What are you going to do? He's old. He, dude, he's still rocking, though. Yeah. yeah, but I was not scared in that, yeah, that part of the movie. He's not. Scared. I was not. So number one on our list here that she implemented one. Pirates who gave unauthorized orders or those who refused to follow orders were executed on the spot without a chance to justify themselves. Oh, what if they said parlay? I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I'm, I never once saw that anywhere in any of my research. It's today. probably a sub note in the book. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Number two, all seized goods had to be presented for inspection. If any pirate was found hiding or underreporting goods, a part of their body was chopped off depending on the scale of the crime. It always <laughs> happens with the rum. Oh, yeah. Why is the rum always gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up, though. Uh, number three, loyalty and honesty were greatly appreciated, and worthy pirates were rewarded generously, setting an example for the others. With a talking parrot. Which is pretty cool. I mean, it'd be nice to have. Why you? Why you? Weird. I, I, <laughs> like, so, weird. like, because uh, you get a talking pirate. Pirate? Pirate. pirate. <laughs> parrot as a pirate. A parrot. A pirate's parrot is apparently. <laughs> Stop giggling. Number four, female captives needed to be treated respectfully. They were segregated based on their looks. (laughs) This is fucked up. The weak, pregnant, and ugly ones were freed as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is the info I got, folks. Okay. Yeah. So basically, funny. I mean, we can. They wanted, they wanted, um, good-looking, strong women to be a part of the crew yeah. and if you weren't any of those <laughs> you didn't get the rose to go to the next <laughs> round get the rose uh number five the beautiful women captives were held back for ransom oh ah which would make sense why they yeah. kept them the pirates were given the freedom to marry these attractive women under mutual consent well you also have to think too the area that they're going to be in is like largely based off of uh like unfortunately like in like early asian history and stuff a lot of the females if you were good looking you were part of the the the, the i guess like the, the whorehouses and stuff or whatever you want to call them yeah, yeah 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 i get what you're saying well i mean that's the whole thing too i think is that you know, and when they were saying that female captives needed to be treated respectfully and they were segregated based on their looks, you know what I mean? It's because they were going to sell them off. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where where the uh, the pirates again, what I think is cool is definitely not that part. But um if let's just say that one of the girls that they abducted, I you know, well, I guess that's what it was. Yeah. But one of the girls said, Hey, I really like this pirate over here. And this pirate was like, yeah, I'm totally down. They could get married. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as it was mutual. If a guy came up to her and was like, you, you're mine. And she's like, no, it couldn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, at least, at least there's that. So you're saying Epstein did not follow the pirate code. No, not even. Yeah, I don't think he was a pirate. Yeah. Maybe a butt pirate, but not a pirate. Uh, oh, no, he's a foot pirate. Remember? Foot pirate. Oh, that's yeah. right. Patreon, yes. you know what's up. Yeah. Yes. Six, um, excuse me, infidelity and rape were treated as serious offenses. Nice. Okay. These offenders were immediately hanged. In the case of consensual premarital sex, both the offenders were executed. Wait, wait, wait. Both the offenders? Yes. So as in like the person who was unfortunately being taken advantage of? In the case of consensual premarital sex. 
Oh. So in other words, if you, you could, you could, <laughs> these girls could be abducted. Mm -hmm. And if a, a pirate says, hey, I want you to be mine. And she goes, okay, cool. But, and then they go have sex before they're uh, married. Yeah. They're killed. Oh. <laughs> That's the price you pay to play. I guess. In some instances, the man was castrated and the woman was banished from the fleet. Okay. I would rather be banished. Could I be banished, please? You know? As long as you're the female. Yeah, I don't want to be castrated. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Apart from these, several economic reforms were implemented, considering the crew's happiness as an expression of gratitude towards them. This addition um, resulted in many of the pirate groups of the region merging themselves unconditionally under the banner of the red because they were getting paid more. Right. They it's were, like a pirate union. Basically, yeah. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. For the union. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, oh, yeah, the fleet ended up becoming the <laughs> largest fleet on the face of the planet. Meanwhile, unable to conceive a future heir, the pirate couple, this is fucking crazy. They were unable to produce an heir. Okay, so okay. they decided to adopt a young angler and fisherman nice. in his mid twenties. Okay, named Chong Po from a nearby coastal village, which means that. Chong Po became the second in command to Zheng Yi, her makes, husband, makes right? Sense, makes sense. And the most respected crew after him and Ching Shi. So there was mom, dad, and and then him. Yep. And he's 20 years old yep. being adopted, right? Yep. yep okay. Yep. This move puzzled many crew members as to why the pirate couple chose to adopt a fully grown man. Secret kid. Let's find out. Oh. Just six years into their marriage in 1807, Ching Shi's life took a sudden tragic turn. Mm. Zheng Yi passed away during a devastating storm off the coast of Vietnam. Unexpectedly. Their adopted son, Shang Po, was instated as the leading commander of the Red Flag Fleet and the pirate queen, Ching Shi's confidant, huh. right? Because that's her adopted son. Yeah. He steps up in, as heir, right? A little Oedipus Rex action going on. Okay. Amidst this tragedy, there was an internal rift for dominance among the power-hungry captains of partnering ships. Mm. The future of the Red Flag Fleet was in danger. Ching Shi managed to secure command of the fleet and win the support of factions loyal to Zhang Yi, including his nephews and cousins, by utilizing a few cunning business tactics. So okay. she went to the ones that she knew were loyal to her husband. She's like, come with me. Okay. Soon after, the power-hungry traitors were captured and executed in public to set an example and deter any future possibilities of a coup. Okay. As you do, right? That's exactly what you do. Following the situation, stricter disciplinary measures and codes of law were implemented, and the lawbreakers were hacked to death and instantly, regardless of their rank. Oh. They're just slicing and dicing, man. Less than two weeks after the tragic death of her husband, the pirate queen announced that she was getting married. Oh. In two weeks. Yep. Oh. To her adopted son. Well, yeah, you oh, keep, boy. <laughs> you gotta keep the power in the family, you know what I mean? Oh, boy. Who was the commander of the Red Flag fee, uh, Fleet? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had shared a relationship with him for a long time, which is why she was not conceiving from her first marriage. Oh, Logan, sense. have you ever seen a movie where a guy hooks up with his stepmom? Why are you, why are you grinning? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> are you sure? What do you? Wh I think you've seen a movie or two. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. understand what you're talking about. I myself have a stepmom, so I'm not. I'm confused. <laughs> Never mind now. <laughs> the listeners know what I'm referring to. Moving on. <laughs> so she had actually shared a relationship with him for a while, and it was under her influence that her sucker husband Zhang Yi had adopted the young fisherman and declared him as a willful heir. So in other words, bloodline. She was. But not bloodline. She was banging the dude before they adopted him. Yeah. yeah. What the f 
Under the leadership of Ching Shi, the Red Flag Fleet set off to capture new coastal villages and flaunted total control and domination over the South China Sea. <laughs> South China Sea. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened in Tommy Boy. Oh, yeah. Bo Derek and Rob oh, Lowe. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused. I thought all he did was wear a big coat or a small coat. Fat, Fat guy, guy in a little red shirt. Are you sure, Spanky? Can I get you anything wacky wacky? Who's your favorite baseball team? Is it the Yankees? <laughs> Drink up, fuckers. Yeah, we're still doing that. So this onslaught added to the trouble British and French colonizers faced as the pirates regularly plundered their ships. The Red Flag Fleet was operating its business at an enormous scale. Not a single ship moved in the South China Sea without the knowledge of Ching Shi's army. Entire coastal towns worked for them, supplying them with food, goods, and other provisions. Except for the submarine. Don't think there were any submarines back then. The Red October. The like Red that. October. I like a shake. We went on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> no sonar could detect our subs. Stop giggling so much. Damn I can't it. help it. It's funny as hell. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Oh, man. For fuck's sake. So, again, entire coastal towns worked for them. The pirates taxed ships that wanted to cross the South China Sea. If they refused, they were attacked and plundered immediately. Oh. So they had a racket going on, dude. Like it's crazy. I had no idea about this and whatsoever. I mean, yeah, obviously I've seen her in the, you know, her character in a movie and stuff like yeah. that, but I didn't know that she was just this badass. I would have like never known that. Yeah. It's insane. Nevertheless, the Chinese dynasty desperately wanted to end all of this, of course, because they've got control of everything. So the novice Mandarin Navy vessels were sent out to confront the red flag fleet in the South China Sea and destroy them. Oh. A few hours into the battle, the Mandarin Navy be, uh, began a humiliating defeat, obviously. Yeah, it makes sense. Ching Shi used this opportunity and announced that the Mandarin crew would not be punished if they joined hands with the Red Flag Fleet. Oh. So just like that, the Mandarin Navy was absorbed by the pirates, and the Qing Dynasty lost a considerable part of their Navy, and, navy, and they just got bigger. Oh. Just bigger. I mean, seriously, dude, they're just wrecking shit. That's a smart move. Yeah. Absolutely. The Emperor of China was enraged, obviously, to mm. think that a woman controlled such an enormous amount of the land, sea, resources, and people that belonged to him. Damn so I wish we had the Jack Nicholson soundbite from Batman 89, where he's like, a woman! A woman! <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, in an attempt to ink a peace deal with the pirates, the Emperor offered an amnesty to all pirates of the Red Flag Fleet, hoping to terminate Ching Shi's reign over the sea. Okay, let's have a treaty. Let's stop this. You know what I mean? Obviously, it benefits him way more. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Red Flag Fleet came under attack from the Portuguese Navy now. Oh, no. That Navy had already been defeated twice before, so she's like, nothing. <laughs> However, this time, things were different because they came prepared with bigger ships and weapons. Uh-oh. This superiority gave the Portuguese an upper hand, and the Red Flag Fleet could not return with an attack of the same size. The Europeans were slaughtering them in their own backyard. Ching Shi, uh, Ching Shi recognized, you know, that there was no point in fighting anymore. And uh, the Portuguese Navy ruthlessly destroyed her fleet. She's watching it getting destroyed around her. So she readily accepted the treaty offer um, from the Chinese uh, emperor. Makes sense. Okay. The entire crew of the Red Flag Fleet was forced to surrender. The emperor allowed pirates to take home all the loot they had accumulated over the years without facing any significant repercussions, which is kind of cool. He could have had them killed. Oh yeah. Instead, instead of going home penniless, he's like, listen, whatever you had, go ahead and get, but we're, we're, we're done here. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> you're like, you're like, we're not good. We're, we're good. good. Maybe that, maybe he was the one that commented on that. That'd be hilarious. Right? Like he probably listened. 
Uh, he's and he's like, hilarious. Oh, I doubt it. I'm going to pay you back, eh? <laughs> it would have been way nicer. Haunted House is my username, eh? It'd have been like, sorry, but I don't like your show. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, so they were allowed to take their stuff. Plus, several pirates were actually granted jobs with the Chinese bureaucracy. Ching Shi's adopted son and later husband, Chang Pao, or Cheng Po, became the captain of King's Guang, ah, Guangdong Navy. In 1813, she welcomed her first child, Xiong Yu Lin, followed by a daughter whose whereabouts have been long lost to history. Okay. So they actually kind of got absorbed in everything. So this is where it gets kind of whatever. In 1822, her second husband lost his life at sea, after which she relocated located to Macau along with her children and opened a gambling house with all the loot she had grabbed at sea. Nice. She was also involved in trading salt. Okay. Okay. Toward the end of her life, she opened a brothel in Macau. Makes sense. Bringing her life full circle. Ironically, after kicking so much so much ass out there, she died peacefully in her sleep at the tender age of, yep, you guessed it, 69. <laughs> all right, all right. Wow! <laughs> what an amazing story, though. Yeah. Like, wow, what a badass and just all the fucking crazy shit. The biggest... I don't know why you read it on, on here because we could have just saved that and made a movie and be millionaires. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, we should. We should do that. So that's yeah. coming out in the next parts of the Caribbean. It's too late now. You already gave the yeah, whole Yeah, I guess. It, well, I mean, it is readily available everywhere. That's where I found it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had to put it all together, but I mean, because I'm looking up everywhere for this stuff, you know what I mean? So yeah. when I... You don't look at one spot for research you kind of look everywhere because some people will say it's bullshit some people say like uh, like we said earlier about um the the two uh, pirate ladies that are friends or whatever that how they met mm -hmm. you know it's like you, one says one thing one says the other so so i just went through and i had a blast doing this one because that's super interesting that's why some are shorter than others because there wasn't a lot of interesting shit about them right um this one is pretty awesome and it, this one's badass in a totally different kind of way it's sadie the goat oh yeah okay. wait it, a second what? yeah I've heard of this before. I think. Maybe. Where do you think you may have heard it? Heard, heard of it? In a place. Probably. You yeah. okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Bubbles. Well, in too eight, too much carbonation. Too much carbonation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In 1869, <laughs> keep that in 1869. All right. Not too long ago. Oh no. Sadie the Goat joined the Charlton Street Gang, headquartered at a gin mill at the end of Charlton Street on the west side of New York. Okay. Her real name was Sadie Farrell. But she became known as Sadie the Goat because of her favorite form of fighting. Headbutting men in the stomach and having a male sidekick knock the victim out so they could steal his money and valuables. That's actually kind of raw. I want to see that. What? So I'm imagining, I don't know for, I couldn't really find anything. I'm imagining she was a smaller statured woman. And so if she walked up to a dude, she would just headbutt him in the chest, which knocked some wind out of you. And then her partner just cracks him. We're going to go fist of cuffs here. Come on, say. Pretty wild, right? Wow, yeah. So she got the name Sadie the Goat. So it's like a WWF character. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be Bef amazing. Uh, before joining the gang, she prowled the streets of the fourth ward and was known as a brutal mugger. However, after a terrible fight with another female gangster, Gallus Mag, Sadie the Goat lost her... <laughs> she lost her ear. Ah. Yeah. Gallus Mag had bitten the ear off entirely and stored it in a jar in a saloon that she owned. That's you got tough. The, you, got the, you got the name wrong. What? It's 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 wrong. It's, Tyson. it's not Mike Tyson. <laughs> Are you sure? God, wait, that was so ten years ago. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that got his ear bit off? Vander Holyfield. Damn yeah. it, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. That is not obviously. Damn it. So after Sadie lost the fight and her ear, she left the fourth ward and uh, found a new home on the west side of the Charlton Street Gang. Before her arrival, the gang had decided to become pirates and cause problems all along the shores of the Hudson River. Oh. But they weren't very good at it. Until Hudson Hawk came along. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
<laughs> I fucking love that movie. Do you really? I just wanted a latte. It's so they, they good. They sing, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, when you wish upon a star. Uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, what the fuck? How does it go? When they're stealing the horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. If Would you rather be a fish? Yeah. A fish would you rather an be an animal? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking love that movie dude that's awesome so um however sadie here all right with her stepping in things begin to turn around for this you know new group of pirates all right uh with sadie commanding the gang they stole a ship and made her captain of the pirate crew these pirates patrolled the hudson um the hudson river stealing and terrorizing becoming rich in the process it is said that sadie the goat was known for her cruelty and made several of her own men walk the plank throughout the pillaging Ooh, yeah you True to form, huh? Was that even an actual thing? Walking the plank, yeah, with yeah, chains, absolutely. so you can't swim. There's this That's thing. Key hauling. No, no, no. What's That's where you tie them to the boat. Damn it! There's one key hauling. We went over that, and yeah, that yeah. That's where you. They're tied to the boat, and they're dragged like yeah, they're dragged along in yeah. the water. But there's one. There's another one that you're tied off upside down. And you're like rubbed against the barnacles. That's on, key hauling. Is that's that key hauling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fact. So true to form, her ship carried the Jolly Roger flag. Nice. That's right. After a few months of pirate life, um, local farmers along the river banded together and engaged in pirates and gun battle, or the, the pirates and gun battle. So these are New Yorkers, remember. <laughs> like Farmer versus pirates? Yeah, yeah. That's a video game. As a result, the Charlton uh, Street Gang decided to call it quits, and Sadie the Goat returned to the Fourth Ward. There, she finally surrendered to Gallus Mag, the chick that bit her ear off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, which is pretty awesome and honored by the gesture. Mag returned her ear and it said that Sadie the goat wore it in a necklace and a locket for the rest of her life. That's awesome. That's so she wow. went back and was like, I'm sorry. Okay, here's your ear. Yeah. <laughs> and she put it in a locket. She's like, sweet, thanks. Can you imagine it's... keeping that ear though? I bit this off this chick because she stepped up to me, wanted to headbutt me. Yeah, like flies flying around you all the time. Now I whisper in her ear every night, you ain't getting your ear back, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So now there's Maria Lindsay. Maria Lindsay met notorious pirate Captain Eric Cobham, and it was love at first sight. Cobham revealed his profession to Maria, but she was not put off. In fact, they were married the next day. Wow. The two left Maria's hometown of Plymouth and spent around 20 years sailing the seven seas as pirates. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty much all the info that was on there. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, some of these are a lot. Some of them are not. Um, Rachel Wall. All right. Her biography is riddled with myths and legend. But if tales about her are true, she was one of the first and only American women to try her hand at piracy. Mm-hmm. As the story goes, Wall was a Pennsylvania native who ran away from home as a teen and married a fisherman named George Wall. The couple settled in Boston and tried to survive, but constant money problems eventually led them to turn to a life of crime, as it always seems to do. In 1781, the couple bought a small boat, hooked up with a few low-life mariners, and began preying on ships off the coast of New England. Their strategy, pretty cool, and you've probably seen this in a movie once or twice, was an ingenious one, and it was pretty brutal. Whenever a storm passed through the region, the pirates would dress their boat up to look like it was beat up out at sea and then it wasn't running yeah, or working, whatever you want to call it. The old wounded dog. Yeah. Rachel would stand on the deck and plead for help from passing ships. Of course, there's a woman out on the ship. She's She's probably naked too. She's stranded. (laughs) Why is she naked, Logan? Why she got to be naked? Is this this where you found the other movie about the stepmom? Is the same thing? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Pirate Sluts of the Caribbean? Is that what it was? No. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she would get out there and she'd, you know, wave them down or whatever. And uh, 
Then they, you know, when the unsuspecting rescuers came near, they were promptly boarded, robbed, and murdered. Oh, yeah. You know, nice. got to take that extra little step there. Wall may have lured over a, uh, or had ruled, I don't know why I have lured, <laughs> ruled over a dozen ships, to, uh, or no, have lured, that's right, had brought them out to their doom, like over a dozen ships. Oh, wow. All right, but her luck ran out in 1782 when a real storm destroyed her boat and killed her husband, George. Irony. Yeah. She continued her thieving on land and was later arrested in 1789 for attacking and robbing a Boston woman. While in prison, she wrote a confession admitting to, quote, Sabbath breaking, stealing, lying, disobedience to parents, and almost every other sin a person could, could commit except murder. Unfortunately for Wall, the admittance was, was nothing, and, uh, and they didn't sway anybody. And uh, on October 8th, she became the last woman ever executed in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, when she was hanged to death in Boston. So, yeah, that's she was the last woman to be hung in Massachusetts. I am the last one. <laughs> you shall not pass. No, that's Gandalf. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We're doing Sean Connery. I don't yes. do any of those. Sean I did see they're doing like a new movie or a new thing that's coming out. Which, well, there's a lot of movies. Coming what, out. Sean Connery? No, the, she the Lord of... Hunt for the Blue October. No, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lord of the Rings thing. There's a new thing coming out. Oh, they've been working on that for a while. Oh, because they actually had a commercial during the Super Bowl. Isn't it like a series or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's going to be like know. a Game of Thrones kind of thing. I don't Ugh. know. Hopefully it's good. I don't know. You don't know? All right, here's a fun one for you. This is uh, Anne Duleveau. Duleveau. Anne Duleveau. Anne Duleveau. She was also for Brittany, and her name translates to, to Anne God Wants. Uh, I'm from she, Brittany, bitch. She came to the Caribbean, uh, Carib ah, Caribbean island of Tortuga oh. in the late 1660s or early 1670s. Tortuga. From there, she suffered some rocky years that made her a widow twice as well as the mother of two. But her second husband was killed by the man who'd become her third. Okay. Third what? Uh. So her second cousin was killed by a man that would become her third husband. Oh. Okay. Dulevaux insisted on a duel with Lawrence de Graff to avenge her late husband. Okay. Okay. The Dutch pirate was so taken by her courage that he refused to fight her and offered her his hand. That's they married on July 28th, 1693 and had two more kids. So she went to go and avenge the death of her one husband and ended up marrying the dude she was going to kill. Well, because he was like, shit, I'm going to die here. Marry me. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Dulevaux set sail with de Graff, which was considered odd as many seamen thought women, of course, were bad luck. Yet, Duleveau and DeGraff's uh, relationship has been compared to that of Anne Bonny and Calico Jack. Oh. Inseparable partners who didn't give a shit about superstition. Duleveau's legend took over as captain when a cannonball blast struck down DeGraff. Others suggest Yikes. that the couple fled. Yeah, could you imagine? Getting hit with a cannonball? Oh, oh dude, that will, yeah. I don't think it killed him. I don't think it killed him, though. No. I think it actually just, like, I think, like, the blast probably came. It says blast, not, like, a direct cannonball. Oh, because, like, okay. oh, dude, that would break, like, every bone in his body yeah. if it didn't go through him. Right. Yeah, yeah you, you're dead if that hit you. Yeah. So, now, um, and then they, they fled to, yeah, it says the couple fled to Mississippi around uh, 1698, where they may or may not have continued to pirate. And still, other tales claim that Duleveau's spirit lived on in her daughter, who was said to be a badass in her own right, by demanding a duel with a man while living in Haiti. Okay. Yeah. And did this man want to marry her? Uh, not as far as I know. Damn. Uh, this one's kind of odd, and uh, we've got two more here. This one's weird. It's Awilda. A-W-I-L-D-A. But if you look online, it comes up with like a ton of different names for her. Okay. It's like Aquilda... I, 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 the weird AE symbol thing. Like, it's just all kind. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to understand when you're yelling from boats. What's your name? <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> Fuck you, Ezekiel. 
<laughs> why? Why fuck you? Why, yeah. why would you? Why would they yell that? Jeez. <laughs> so concerned. <laughs> it, it's going to be all right. Promise. So aghast at the thought of oh, marrying. This, this is a really weird story. And listen, this is another one that may or may not be true, but it's out there. No, it's true. Okay. If we said it, it's true. So aghast at the thought of marrying a snake slayer named Alf. Wait, a, <gasps> a snake, snake slayer? slayer? So the whole thing was they had a bunch of problems um, with um, uh, vipers and nobody could get rid of the vipers. And they were tired of these motherfucking snakes on the motherfucking plane. Correct. So yeah, this is basically Sam Jackson over here, except his name's Alf. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. So this guy came over and he killed all these snakes, right? And it basically, he she was... Um, uh, a, a, a wielda, sorry, was promised to Alf, and she was like, "No." So she left. Alf was the king of Melmac. Yeah, he was. Wow, that's a deep he would cut. Never, yeah, that, isn't that's that the a little puppet looking uh, fucking oh, thing? Oh, with a big ass like orange, weird looking colored nose. It's Alf. He liked to eat cats. I am very proud. Oh, really? Yeah, he liked to eat cats. Oh, yeah. Is it like a kid show. <laughs> no, it was prime time, man. It was like eight o'clock you know at night really on Fridays, up? I believe. Uh, I forget what app it's on. It's on one of the apps. And we, we watched it like a month ago just to watch one episode because we're like, oh, my God, it's Alf. Remember that when we were when we were little? You know, so we watched an episode in the opening credits where they're doing like the the theme song and all that. Mm-hmm. You'll notice a scene where Alf runs across the floor. It's like a little kid in an Alf costume. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but like when he's not running, it's a puppet. Yeah, but when he's running, it's a little kid in a costume. Was you could totally or, tell. Was it a little kid or a little person? Uh, either or, but yeah. you could tell it's a human being inside this costume. Dude, I loved that show. Yeah. That show was, was amazing. So anyway, and by the way, I just was watching Friends again for like the 13,000th time because yep. I love that damn show. Same. And um, the guy who Pivot. owned Pivot. owned the uh, owned the, the, the Central Perk, yeah, the, he was actually the dad on ALF. What's his name? It starts with a G. I don't remember. Gustav. Gustav. Gustav no, g- g- I, g- I don't g- know. Doesn't matter. Gaston. <laughs> <Les> <laughs> Sorry, damn it. So Did you say Gaston. <laughs> no one fights like Gaston. No, no one, one drinks like Gaston. <laughs> That's a Disney movie, guys. Yes, it is. We Sorry. know that. Sorry. We know. So anyway, she takes off. She gathered up a band of disgruntled women who also wanted to just stay single. Gavin. God damn it, that's what it was. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no, Gavin was the, the blonde haired guy. Not I'm talking about the old guy in the, oh, the earlier episodes. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So anyway, they wanted to stay single. They commandeered a ship and set sail for a life of piracy. So it's her and a bunch of other pissed off women that just wanted to be single. That's a it's pretty awesome and sounds, awesome. Sounds ter- like a Beyonce song. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Destiny's boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? No, we're ready. Yeah, my pants and we're going. Yeah, we're Mr. going. Perfect. Gonna rub you, gonna rub you. If you like it, then you better put my flag on it. Whoa, whoa, like whoa, it, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so together, a wilder. Uh, hey, we gotta stop giggling. Shit. Damn it. Fuck. Together, a wilder and her female crew <laughs> learned to wield axes and swords, quickly establishing a fearsome reputation across the Scandinavian seas. So they were just a not just one badass chick. It was a whole gaggle of badass. Now chicks. wait a minute, though. Badass chicks. They've never wielded a weapon before, and they just pick it up, and all of a sudden they're X Men. Come on. Well, no. I mean, you don't know how long this took. They I don't have, have to like, have some kind of training. I mean, they may have. Who trained them? Do you think? I mean, you're on a boat with other women. And there's nothing else to do, right? There's no men there. So, I mean, what what do you do? You grab your axe like this. And and then make me a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. I was waiting waiting for that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding for that. Swing your axe to the left. So when they came across. Strike your opponent (laughs) swiftly. (laughs) When they came across another ship, 
Full of male pirates whose captain had just died, she managed to convince them to follow her as their new captain. You guys all right on my boat? Right. So now she has, you know, multiple. Mm. Word had spread of this growing band of pirates, and the Danes sent uh, sent their own ships to try and capture her. <sighs> By this time, a Wilda, or a Wilda, I don't, I think it's a Wilda, commanded a large fleet when her old flame, Alf, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the snake slayer over here, he led an expedition to hunt her down. He found himself outnumbered. However, displaying the same courage and wit as he had, he had done when he was defeating the snakes, he managed to put ship after ship out of action until he finally made it to the lead ship where a wilder was waiting, sword in hand. I just picture a sword in his throat. What? The guy's got a sword to the to his throat and he's like, what now with you snake slayer? Yeah. <laughs> snake slayer. So yeah, so now so he's trying to get up to this lead ship because he wants to whoever this is because at this time he doesn't know who it is. By the way, it's a okay. mystery. He did not know that it was a wielder or a wilder, damn it. He was hunting and the realization only hit him when in the midst of a swashbuggling sword fight he knocked the helmet clean off her head and recognized the girl he had risked life and limb for oh, all those years before shit. by killing all those snakes. Yeah, see, this is a video game right here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, This is Assassin's Creed. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. For sure. Yep. Perhaps she was impressed by his sword skills or his willingness to stand down. Perhaps she just had a change of heart or realized how perfect their names would sound together. Either way, she decided that Alf wasn't too bad after all and that she would take him as her husband. She swiped right. Yep. In true fairy tale style, they lived happily ever after as king and queen of Denmark. That's pretty impressive. Pretty awesome. Except for Denmark. I mean, would have been better if it was somewhere else. Except for Denmark. <laughs> Denmark's beautiful. I would love yeah. to go there. Yeah. I'd go there in a heartbeat. Exactly. Yeah. Same. So yeah. now the last one here, and this is the one that I was... I. I was super shocked, and this is actually on a list when you look up like the most notable um, pirate tales. lady pirates or mm. female pirates. Okay. Um, you guys heard of Sister Ping? I've heard of Sister Act. I've heard of Sister Skeleton. Oh boy! Nice. That was a good one. What? Cheng Chui Ping, okay, aka Sister Ping, was a woman who ran a successful human smuggling operation between Hong Kong and New York City. Okay. She was arrested in Hong Kong and extradited to the United States. Ah, uh, this is the Ghislaine Maxwell. She was held in U.S. federal prison until she died. She was nicknamed the mother of all snakeheads, a translation of the Chinese word for smuggler. Oh. This happened between 1984 and 2000. Oh, boy. Holy shit. She just died in prison in 2014. Wow. And she was considered one of the most prolific human smuggling, like, lords ever. Wow. And I had no idea. I had, I did not did not recognize the name. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, "What the? I've never heard fuck? of it." Yeah, same. yeah. So uh, she was arrested in uh, 2000, and she was extradited to the United States in 2003. Yeah, and then she died in prison in 2014. Well, that's unfortunate. It's pretty. Well, I mean, she was kind of smuggling human beings. So well, fuck her. She died in prison. She was. I mean, she had a decent life in prison. Well, after this wonderful career. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you, you you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Today, 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 today. 
What do we got, Jeffrey? We have the top 10 pirate movies. Pirates. According to MDB. MDB. Okay, so five of those are going to be Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> well. <laughs> if not all of them. Hold your horses. Oh. One might be the Red October. That's not a pirate movie. <laughs> it will be. Hey, 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 look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. Oh, that's, oh nice. that's on there for sure. Yeah, 100%. What that is that is called again? The Captain. The Tom Hanks. Is it called The Captain? No, it's something fucking stupid. No, it's, uh, that's a true story. Something super basic. The Somalian yes. Pirates. Yeah, it's probably on the list. Anyway, number 10. Number 10 is Treasure Island. 1972. Oh, yeah. Young Jim Hawkins has an unforgettable encounter with pirate captain Long John Silver. That's a Disney movie, right? And his murderous mates. No, that's Treasure Planet. No, no, no. This is, I believe this is a Disney movie. It does not say it's Disney, but it is a 5.9 on the Richter scale, which means it's meh. Meh. And it's rated G, so maybe it is Disney. Meh. I know it's a book, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Number oh, number nine is Treasure Island again. Remake, right? No, the original, 1950. Oh. No, this isn't the original because the next one is Treasure Island again. From 1540? <laughs> so the 1950s. So Treasure Island. It is Disney? Yeah. 10 through 8. Let's just simplify this. Okay. 10, 9, and 8 is Treasure Island. Ah, oh, boy. 8 being the first 1934 Treasure Island, okay. 9 being 1950, and then 10 being the 1972. That's kind gotcha. of boring. Yeah. What, what do they run out of pirate movies? <laughs> I guess. Number 7 is Blackbeard the Pirate. Arr, yar, 1952. All right. To come on, Luke. Black, okay, black beard. Honest Edward Maynard finds himself serving as ship's surgeon under the infamous pirate Blackbeard. Okay. So it's kind of like, I don't know, what, do you, what would you call it? Like a stupid undercover Blackbeard? Oh. Oh. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 6.0. Okay. Not too great. Number. Okay, sorry guys. T Mobile sucks. Uh, there we <laughs> He's go. doing it on his phone today. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't Totally prepared. Today. Number five. Nope, six. Pirates of the Caribbean. Which one? Well, that's what I'm going to ask you. Oh. If you had to guess. Um, the, the last one. There's no. what, five? On oh. Stranger Tides. Correct. Yeah. Wow. 6.6. 6. We're not even going to read about so it because you guys know what Pirates because, of the Caribbean is. I mean, just some of the people that were in there were just amazing. Hold mm -hmm. on a second. What number was that? Six. 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 So every other movie from here on out is going to be about Pirates of the number Caribbean. Number five is Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> okay. at World's End. What's number, number four? Number four is Wait, Pirates really? of the Caribbean, <laughs> Dead Man's Chest. Okay. okay. Number three is Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> The Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Number two? Number two is a completely different movie. Ooh, what is it? From 1985. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dodgeball. One of the great, it's 7.8, should be higher than that. One of the greatest movies Treasure of that Planet. era. Of that era? 85. 85. And it's a pirate movie? And I've actually mentioned it in the show today. Or oh. re I've referenced it. Um, Predator? <laughs> I was saying a pirate. To the guy in cap. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Uh, the Goonies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah One-Eyed Willie. That should have been number one. Well, number one is one I mentioned earlier, the Gina Davis movie, Cutthroat Island. Is mm. that beat out Goonies? Yeah, 1980 or 1995. These people that make those movies or those lists suck. Well, I mean, they put five of the movies that they were the exact same movie. Yeah. Well, that is probably the shortest list we'll ever do. Yeah, I mean, it's pirates, <laughs> yeah. right? Hey, hey, pirates life for me. So listen. What about the Blue October? What'd you guys think about the, uh, learning some new stuff about these pirates that you probably had no idea about? I can't believe, like I said, nobody has made a fucking movie. Like, yeah. these are all phenomenal well, movie now, stories. Hold on. The one lady, the one chick, in fact. Um, Cheng Chi. No, not her. She was in Ping. that one, right? Yeah, she's in Pirates of the Caribbean. She was in Pirates but of the Caribbean. Did, they didn't talk about what she did. All they did was just show her. She was one of the pirate lords. Yeah. With the eight pieces of ten. Yeah. 
Do you like your martini? That's still weird. Eight pieces of ten. Because it's ten, ten different pieces people. Of eight. That's what I said. That's what I meant. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Where's my smoke weed every day? Button? Oh man, <laughs> we need to put that on the main board. I cannot wait to get all of the people to hate on us. Anyway, well, because we giggle too much, right? Yes, because we giggle too much. Yeah, we have too much fun. Yes, you know, we should be boring and monotone and just like hate each other and and be disinterested in the stories. So tell me, let's so, do that for the rest of the show. Okay. So have you seen Gangs in New York? You already yes. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> have you seen Gangs in New York? Yes. yes. Okay. So I think the chick with the claws is somewhat written about um, the, the one chick that lost her ear. Um, oh. What's her name? Goat, uh, Sadie the Goat. Yeah. I think. I was trying to find some you correlation so? there. It just sounds so similar in like all that. And I don't know. I'm probably completely off on that. Did she have only one ear in the movie? She bit ears off. I remember that because oh. she had those like crazy teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of cool learning all this stuff about the uh, the, the badass ladies of the sea. Yeah. You know Can't I mean? wait for the movies to come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make some movies. I know they're always talking. There's no like uh, originality out there and stuff, man. There's like history. It's there crazy. Really isn't yeah. though. I mean, everything's a fucking rehash. Yeah, that's true. I hate we rehash. can make our own movies. Yeah, you know why? It's because people have fun and they make this amazing, creative, imaginative thing, and then some guys like. It's not funny. <clears throat> Stop giggling. It's not fictional. You know what I mean? People shit all over. When and so they it's like, well, why do yeah. I want to share my creativity then? You know what? Yeah. You say fuck those people and do it anyways because fuck them. You don't need money. Just That's do it correct. For, do it for, <laughs> yes. do it for the fun. <laughs> ah, ah. How many submarines have you sailed? Your mother, Trebek. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good movie. movie. Or is it 007? Oh, Jesus. Money Penny. <laughs> Octopussy. <laughs> Do you like a James Bond or stared? Oh, yeah. That, that's from Bond. That's what is it? Shaken, Shaken or stared. Yeah, that's right. Shaken, oh. not stared. What's another Sean Connery movie? The Rock. Welcome to Alcatraz. <laughs> Welcome to The Rock. Oh, he was also, uh, what was the, the, he was the dragon in that, uh, that one movie. Oh, uh, Dragonheart? Dragonheart, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was, he was the original. He was dragon. the voice of the dragon. Yeah. What's the movie with Kevin Costner? Where he's Elliot Ness. Sean Connery's in that too. Uh, not not Outsiders. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The Untouchables. Oh, the Untouchables. Yeah, <laughs> insiders. You sound like you had <laughs> a bunch of marbles in your mouth. <laughs> the Untouchables. The Untouchables. So listen, make sure to stop over to our official website. Uh, that's the Midnight Train Podcast At our website, you can buy some super sweet. Super sweet. <laughs> No, super sweet. Oh, that is correct. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Superior sweetness. You can get some merch over there. You can find all kinds of cool stuff. There's like hats, phone cases, um, tons of shirts. Mobile you name devices. Shoot and listen, Sean I just posted a picture today online on our social medias of my new subscription for Dr. Squatch. It just came in, Show tagged them on it, and they liked the picture. So thank you, Dr. Squatch, because Dr. Squatch is changing the way that men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high-quality, healthy products. I'm sure they probably wish they had those on those pirate ships. That make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. I need to ask you a question. I have an answer. So I, probably I not, literally maybe. ran out of Dr. Squatch, my four-pack Star Wars pack. It's mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. Yeah. So I need to order more. Uh -huh. so what do you recommend? Um, 
So I liked I all of the Star Wars ones. I thought they were all great. I'll show you. I got all mine today, and I'll show it to you before you leave. Ah-ha-ha. Uh-huh. So you can do it. Sure. And perhaps I, it's not in the shower. <laughs> um, I would feel so uncomfortable. Or perhaps Stepping it into your shower. Oh, it's in the shower tonight. <laughs> so all the soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. Listen, you can get 20% off your first subscription. Just head on over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com. You can click on sponsors or go to forward slash sponsors. And uh, use the banner in there. Use DSC Squatch 20. That's a promo code in there. Get the best damn soap. But make sure you go to our website to get it. Click on it because that's how they know that we're sending people that way. And speaking of, we actually have a new sponsor coming up very soon. I'm not going to say what it is yet. Is it red? But we're going to need your help. It because is a dipstick. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's important and we're going to need it. Need your help, listeners. Yes. And really also make sure you guys are checking out on uh, the midnighttrainpodcast.com forward slash sponsors. Check out BarkBox. Your dogs are important. Take care of them. You can get one free month when you sign up for six months. I think it's six months. Whatever it is. You get one free month. So get over there and try that out. It's Do good it. stuff. Yeah, because your dogs are awesome. You love your dogs. Get spot a squeaky toy. Do it. Cats, on the other hand. Jesse Skelton just freaked out when I said that. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. We can trade them in for dogs. Yeah, that's true. Or raccoons. So if you like what you've heard from us, (laughs) consider being a producer of the show. Uh, Honestly, sign up for Patreon. It's super fun. It's kind of off the cuff. And we just kind of talk a little bit about stuff that probably we don't wouldn't talk about on the show it's a, a lot of fun over there and uh, for five bucks a month you can actually get all the bonuses and you're going to be if you're a patreon you actually get the bonuses for the um icons and outlaws podcast that we're going to be doing and i'm thinking we might even make it where our patreon subscribers get early access to those Ooh. i'm sorry say what yeah, so we're talking about things right now. So sign up. Just go over there and sign up to midnighttrainpodcast.com. Click on the Patreon button, sign up, or go to patreon.com. That's a hell of a bonus. The Midnight Train Podcast, all right? It's just something cool. It helps the show out a lot. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, and you guys get cool bonus stuff. You know what I mean? Super sweet. Don't forget stuff. to follow us on Twitter at Midnight Train Pod. I'm not going to go through all these. Listen, just look up the Midnight Train Podcast. We're everywhere. We honestly, everywhere. we're truthfully on we're everything. We're in your bedroom. We're even we're on TikTok and everything else. Like it's yeah, whatever. We're in the bathroom. We are right now. We're in whose bathroom? Yours. No. The Snake Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you're looking for a new podcast player, check out Good Pods and make sure to drop us a review over there. Good Pods is a new platform that is making it easier for you to find the best indie podcasts out there, not just the same top five global global corporate podcasts that every other platform promotes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. Um, so before before I go through and, and talk about our poopers real quick, what do you think about the whole Joe Rogan thing? What which part of it, or what what the whole um, trying to cancel him and Spotify and all for the that COVID shit. or for the video? Wait, what? For um, the COVID misinformation yes, or yes. for the video of him with the racial slurs? Yes. Well, it doesn't help me. What are the, <laughs> the which one? Because no, they're both, both different things. I know, but but each one. Like, okay, you, well, the COVID thing is just. They're just trying to shut everybody down that doesn't follow the the line, the order. You know what I mean? Okay. And he's very unbiased. If you listen to Rogan, which I do, I listen to every one of his shows. I I like that show. He is very unbiased. He's right, yeah, narcissistic. He's like, I will yeah. I will give you that. He is like, you know, he's a manly man's narcissist, but he is unbiased when it comes to like left or right, conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican. Like he's very unbiased with it. So them attacking him over the COVID misinformation, I think is a crock of shit. And you know what? Neil Young, 
Oh, darn. I know. And who was the other one? Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Like, nobody, like, half the people nowadays They're don't even know hippies. who you are. They're old hippies that are still trying to do, do hippie stuff. I just think it's dumb. Like, again, if you don't, don't listen to it. Now, the video with the racial slurs, I mean. No, okay. No, that's out of context. If I'm wrong, and obviously I don't want to take too much time on this. I just wanted to pick your brain real fast. But if, if I'm wrong on this, just let me know. But so basically he repeated what somebody else had said. So it's not like he it's was a like a montage video of him doing like song lyrics because he was big into rap back in the day. Okay, so like NWA and stuff so again, like that. repeating so something he's else, like singing songs and reciting the lyrics, saying it, repeating something else, doing comedy bits. Okay, okay, but, he was a, he's been a stand up comedian for fuck his whole career for almost. And listen, again though, I'm I'm only asking, and I'm by no means saying that. And back then, like, like you can't. Back then, people did that though. Like, yeah. you know, they did the 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 blackface they did the racial slurs and all that and yes it's not right but you can't punish somebody for something that was okay in one time period well that's it's not okay culture. now cancel wait, 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 culture so hold on so he didn't recently just do that no this was no 15 years ago oh okay okay yeah. so yeah. it's like how they shit. get everybody they go yeah. back and they fight oh 15 years ago you said this on twitter you're banned but, and fired but again it's not like you know we have um wwe superstars that have been caught saying racial slurs uh, and like like saying them in like a derogatory. direct derogatory connotation. Dude, go back and watch any movie from the late eighties or early nineties. But I'm like, not really so much stuff. That, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm saying is, is that everything should be contextual. Mm-hmm. Everything should be in context. And again, I understand that is by no means a good word. All right, absolutely, that's not our word. It's a horrible. It's a demeaning word, especially when it's used in the wrong context. But if you're quoting somebody else, or if you're singing rap lyrics, or whatever like that, obviously. I guess it's it's all up to who you are. Well, if you don't quote you know I mean? the quote in the way that the quote was quoted, isn't that libel? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Here's the here's the problem is what like two years ago I want to say I could be way off, but I think like two years ago everybody kind of like accepted it. Everyone was, was kind of like, okay, we get it. No one's gonna say it anymore. We get it's hurtful and and demeaning and like you said, and yeah, it shouldn't absolutely. be joked about. And everybody kind of went under this whole understanding, like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Well, these people are bringing up stuff from like way back in the day yeah. when this wasn't even thought Inner of. Rehash. It, 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 you know what it is? It's because they don't like him and they're going to use anything and everything exactly. they can. You know exactly what the to cancel is? him. And I just told you what it was. It's because he giggled. I just oh. <laughs> right. So, which is funny that um, that we're even talking about this. And we'll move on. I'm sorry, we're almost done, guys. <laughs> yeah. But I watched a uh, somebody posted a video of um, uh, Richard Pryor. Oh and, God, yeah. And nope. he was on a show. And you're being, you're joking, correct? When you say, who? I know the name, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Famous comedian, I mean, one of the funniest comedians of ever, He's ever, like of all best time. Of all time. Absolutely. Oh, okay. okay. And I mean, literally, like Eddie Murphy. He's Eddie Murphy's icon. That's everybody's oh, okay. icon. Yeah, okay. Like, he was the guy that. He was the original, like, phony, phony, phony. And he comedian. was, like, crude and, like, all that. Oh, oh dude. Like, absolutely. Eddie Murphy. I used to sneak 50 down. T- times 50 of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Oh, I used yeah. to sneak. That's Dave Chappelle's hero. Yeah. Like, I used to sneak down and we had uh, the records. Yeah. We had all of his records. Him and Red Fox and all these guys. Red Fox, Sanford and Son. That's Red Fox. Yeah, he's another one, too. That's that Sanford. Was just I thought that completely... was the Star Wars. Uh... No. Oh, okay. He, he was so. <laughs> they were so Red five. foul. Red Fox, checking in. <laughs> they were so foul. Yeah. That like I had to sneak downstairs and like plug yeah. in my mom's cans and listen to it and stuff and because it wasn't allowed they were oh, her shit. records but as a kid she was like you're not allowed to listen to that anyway so they posted something of him he actually had a, a comedy album called that n word is crazy 
that's what it's called. And he yeah. went on this show and this this white lady is sitting there and she's looking at it and she's like, um, so Richard's here and he's got a new album out and uh, it's, do you want to say what the thing is? He goes, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And he's like, no, that's fine. And then he said what the name of it was. And she's like, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable. And this is like back in like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he she looks over. She goes, oh, you'd be so upset if I said that. And he's like, I'd knock your ass out. <laughs> and then he smiled <laughs> yeah. afterwards because there was like this sense of um, like he knew in that moment, especially as, as who he was, he knew that, yes, it's a derogatory, horrible term. And from yeah. what I always heard from back in the days, like, you know, my uncle, who was the, a black guy named Eddie, who's amazing, loved him. He used to say all the time that that's they you, know, you kind of take it back because you desensitize the word, right? Mm -hmm. you know? At least as far as I know. Again, I'm not that guy that walks around saying that. Right. It's, it's just, I don't know, to me, it's it's derogatory. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't like it. But it's watching him, that would never, ever be able to happen right now. Oh, right. no. We don't see that stuff getting canceled, though. You know what I mean? Because it happened back then. Right. But I'm just saying, like, you know, things. It was a different time. Yeah, things. It was a different time. Right. And to bring up something like for And then again, I don't know the full details. That's why I was asking. He's going to be fine, by the way. I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, he's got more money than God. Yeah. They took 15. I think it was 15 or 50. Some, it was some with the five. It was 15 or 50. They took that many episodes down from Spotify. Doesn't he have like 1,200? Yeah, he's got like 2,000 almost. I thought yeah. they completely like got rid of Joe Rogan off of Spotify. No, God, the they would never. Was... They'd be like shooting themselves in the foot. He makes well, all the money. Neil Young was trying to like get off of Spotify altogether. And that's so like 60% of his Here's work. Neil he Young. He took his stuff off. Here's Neil Young on Spotify. And for listeners, I got my hand about a foot over the table. Here's Joe Rogan on Spotify. Listeners, my hand is about five feet above the table. Yeah, you're looking at like literally yeah. like two So totally. when like. Gotcha. When he yeah. called and he's like, yeah, you better take off Rogan for misinformation. <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay, Neil, click. So, <laughs> did you watch the, the video of him, uh, of Rogan, when he was kind of explaining about the whole thing and yeah. how he's like, I bring in, he's like, I try to stay across both platforms where I'll bring Unbiased. in these people who are, you know, giving me information that said that this is, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. And then I bring in doctors who say this is bullshit. Right. And, and then, I give him credit because he's like, I'm a fan of Neil Young. I love this song, that yeah. song. I'd love to have him on the show and everything. If I were him, dude, <laughs> fuck Neil yeah, but Young. I, mean, it's, it's, I can't stand Neil Young. I know. I, I know. Did. I mean, you're, well, you're kind of biased in that sense. He did get the, the Joni Mitchell song wrong, though. Did you? Chucky something. Chucky? Yeah, it's wrong. That wasn't his, that no. wasn't hers. It was somebody else. He posted something later saying uh, that he apologized. Anyway, I'm a fan of Joe's. Not really at his show. I'm a fan of his stand-up. I was a fan of his stand-up. I was a fan when he was on... Um, Oh, what was the, the show he was News on? News Radio. News Radio. Fear loved, Factor. Love that show. Hated Fear Factor. And uh, I love him on UFC. I do. I think he's... And he, to be honest, everybody that's listening to this right now and everybody that does what we do sitting here right now, we owe him a huge amount of gratitude and credit. And, and, and respect. Adam Curie, because he's the podfather. Yeah. Like, I mean, without those guys yeah. kind of taking, it, taking podcasts and doing what they've done with it, we probably wouldn't be doing this right now. You guys probably wouldn't be listening to us right now, and that Boy, asshole would be really rich right now, <laughs> and that asshole who uh, who said uh, you know whatever about us when he was listening to us. The insane. haunted house, yeah, the haunted house guy. Yeah. He wouldn't have anything to complain about. There well, would be would one show to complain about the haunt <laughs> for Red October, for the Blue October, <laughs> the Blue October. Isn't that a band? Yes, it's yeah, it's Blue October. Ding 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 ding. What song does Blue Oyster Club sing? Oh yeah, I want the names of these. I don't fear the Reaper. That's what it is. Blue Oyster 
Colt, not club. I said Colt. Yeah. Yeah. It's cowbell. Dun, dun, I got dun, a fever. Dun. Exactly. Say that, say Whoa! <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> and the prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> Damn, I haven't brought that out in a while. That's a good Jesus. One. Yeah. Uh, it's, no, it's not good. But anyway, so right. we cannot thank you guys enough for listening to our stupid asses while we giggle and... For fuck's sake, you know. Bring the dark to light. <laughs> anyway. The darkness. A very special thank right. you to our poopers, by the way. And, uh, you know, you guys really are amazing, and we can't thank you enough. And uh, so we do have another uh, episode coming up for you here this weekend, and it's going to be about the uh, Michael Blue Jackson. Blue October. It's not Blue October. About the Michael Jackson documentary that I watched, and I have a lot of Oh, my thoughts. God. I, I can't do, wait. I do, too. I have I some theories, wait. by yeah. the way. Who's Good. the documentary on? We'll talk. <laughs> Shut your face yeah he hasn't seen it has he no i don't even know who it's about it, it will make you like want to curl up in a shower and fetal position maybe with hot water on maybe after go. you watch yeah. it after after i talk, you feel like you've been violated we'll, we'll talk after watching it we'll talk now oh, listen that kind of documentary a yeah. very special oh. thank you <laughs> to our fearless executive producers our patreon poopers margaret dempsey kelly ryan Corey Kukowski, nathan deekman hank sanchez stacy laconan nicholas cooper caitlin mckinney trent scott spencer dunlap J- uh, jacob cook maggie brothers albert lopez miles campbell brian gunsman margaret K- atkins damn it colleen cox pumpkin escobar mac doherty turner cox so many cocks in the pooper sydney sayer gina madison janice Sherrill, laura randall chad flint chris mcleod justin kowalczyk rob webb from the fun box podcast hey also justin's mom say hi guys Hi. <laughs> uh, make sure you're checking out Rob Webb over there at the Fun Box. Uh, Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome. OGs that's been listening to this show and what we've been doing for a long time. And they just they just had their 100th episode, right? 100. 100. You bunch of smug fucks. That's 100 episodes of, yeah. of raccoons in leather jackets <laughs> stealing lunchboxes from the main streets of New Jersey. Well, I just wanted to say, hold on. <laughs> Congratulations for 100 episodes. Yeah. That's awesome. And stick it out. Yeah. They were talking about that Stay on, their, with it. on their 100th. How, you know, there's so many times they're like, ah, should we just fucking give up? No. Nah. But they stuck it out. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give up. Don't and ever I, give up. To be honest, and I'm going to, I'm saying this for myself. Um, even if we had like five listeners, I'd still be doing this because for, it's cathartic for me. But also those people that listen and take their time, they matter. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? If that makes sense. Us being musicians for as long as we were. You know, in R, <laughs> anytime someone would take the time to listen to your music or anything you've created, oh, you, appreciate it. you absolutely, you cling on to them and you go, thank you so much. So yes. again, uh, I'm sorry. And got on my little, little soapbox there. Also to Maria Gibbs to Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick, and Bill Birch, who I'm going to motherfucking Ireland with both of them. It's going to be awesome. Sorry. I'll be at work. <laughs> Perhaps you'll take a blue submarine oh, called dude, the October. We, we're already talking about some ghost hunt stuff we're going to do over there. I'm going to get some cool stuff going on. Oh, yeah? yeah it's going to be fun. He's going to come back a believer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. He when I your bed, da, 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 what I movie? What movie? I don't fucking know. You know it's Shrek. Don't, don't lie. Don't act like you don't know. Oh, that's mind. what he was singing? I couldn't tell what he was singing. That's Shrek. I'm in love. Ooh. I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. I am so now, who actually sings this song? Sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Can I answer? Yeah, go for it. No, let me, let me see first. Okay. It's go. an animal. Red fox. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Go ahead. The monkeys. It's the monkeys. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. So listen, spread the word, and if you want your name to be mentioned on the show, <laughs> if you got this far, and it's the end, it's the end of the show as we know it. Who's saying that? Uh, REM. Hey. Ooh. He's in the zone. So hopefully you guys enjoyed (laughs) learning about pirates, lady pirates, you ladies out there. You're fierce, you're powerful, you're awesome, and please don't castrate anyone. And hoist the colors. How you doing? And hoist the colors. Stay safe out there, passengers. And as always, go ahead. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Now you got to do it right. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. For the blue October. Now go home and get your fucking shine box.